Okay, well, you need you need to start with yours because yeah. okay. mine won't make That's any up. sense. Sure, that makes that tracks. <laughs> I was saying before we started recording because we have this terrible habit of talking before we record. Yeah, what were we, we sure thinking? Were. Um, well, uh, let me back up actually. So I went for a haircut, which is why my bangs are now too short. She cut them too short, and now I look like a baby. <laughs> That's the worst, but then they'll grow out perfectly. That's what That's I tell true, myself. That's true, but we went out – my friends are in town, and we went out to dinner yesterday, and yeah. we, like, got very dressed up, and we went out for drinks, and I was, like, like take pictures of me I'm for, like, baby. you know, like, <laughs> hot pictures. And I had had them, like, brushed to the side, and when you yeah. first, like, brush them, they look very nice, and they, like, kind of just, like, to the side. Mm-hmm. That's the exact – that's the technical term. <laughs> But then in the pictures, they've gotten kind of, like, greasy and pointy, and, like, they look insane. And I'm like, well, I just look deranged. Um, Anyway, that wasn't the moral of the story. The moral of the story is that in the summer, I like to do fun things to my hair, but I'm always afraid of bleach. So I would do, like, temporary pink ends, because I'm not going to do anything that will damage Mm -hmm. my hair, but I like the idea of pink hair. And this summer, I was like, tinsel, we're doing it. But I can't do it myself. So my poor mother, (laughs) who was not expecting to spend her afternoon doing this, I showed up with, like, strands of tinsel already tied through the beads and was like, I need you to, like, put these beads in my hair and, like, lock them down. And she's like, what's wrong with you? You're going to look like a Christmas tree. So now I have pink tinsel in my hair. I don't think I look like a Christmas tree. I don't think you do either. I thought you just had a very shiny necklace. (laughs) <laughs> we were recording our last one. I was like, it's like poking through because you like I couldn't see it from the front. Now it looks like tinsel. Now it's taking me back to high school it's... days. Oh. But take me back. To... <laughs> I can't I remember. You know. I do oh know. my my my. <laughs> oh my my my. Um, my story. Uh, because yes. you were talking about like dyeing your hair pink, and our hair sure. is like pretty much the same color. It's like pretty dark. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, like, again, I'm too scared of bleach. I'm not going to mm-hmm. do that. I am – like, I would like it, I think, for the first little bit, but then it would start to grow out and I couldn't deal with that. So, oh. like, I always – I had I had to Google what they were called. So, uh, the Beanie Baby Company had dolls. They were called tie dolls. Okay. And I had them growing up whenever they were, like, big because you could, like, play online and stuff. And the one that was Hannah, she had, like, black hair and she had, like, a pink, like, stripe, like, Avril Lavigne-esque. Mm. And I always wanted, like, a pink stripe in my hair. I mean, I never did it. So it's, like, a childhood dream bucket list item. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get a, like, clip-in extension. I should. I had very cheap ones from, like, the arcade that sure. I've really tried to pass off that were, like, fake, very fake hair. Sure. Um, but that that was honestly just my story was that I have never done anything to my hair like that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we did see the one terrible haircut I got that I linked in the show notes that one time. My little sure. mustache bang. Sure. <laughs> so your bangs aren't that short, but they're not a mustache yet. They're not quite um, there, but they are like borderline oh, yeah. micro bangs. Like. Yeah, mine mine are too long, so they're on the opposite end. But when I was first cutting mine, they were I would just like go way too high because <laughs> I'd just be like they just grow so fast, and so when that was I just like couldn't see anyone for like a thing. week. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. You turn into a sheepdog. Well, the problem is she she cut them like she yeah. she dried them straight so that she oh. could, you know like straight down and then cut mm. from there like which I guess is normal. However, I'm somebody who like round brush kind of like dries oh, them out. Oh, so then a you need bit. them a little bit longer, right? Um, oh. And she was like, "Well, I'll cut it like a little short so that then you know they won't like be too long tomorrow." And I was like, "Sure, sure." Except now, mm-hmm. I yeah no I, like I, I have a bowl cut. <laughs> 
I know the feeling. And then you put your hair back and it's literally just bangs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. And you look like Um, a little Victorian boy. Yeah, exactly. I I mean, I literally, after the mustache haircut, I didn't get my hair cut for like four years because I was traumatized. And then my uncle started dating a hairstylist (laughs) and she is still with the family. And so- um, Perfect. It's all coming together. (laughs) God bless because I finally got my hair cut and she's been doing everyone in our family's hair ever since um because it was unreasonable of how long it was in high school and then now it's back to that like it's longer I mean my hair is the longest it's ever been just because like I just don't go anywhere and I'm like yeah but no I have to get it cut soon because it is too Mm -hmm. long I sit on it Mm -hmm. and that's just unreasonable (laughs) it gets caught in everything I'm like I can't even like go in my car without getting it in the car door Mm -hmm. like at at what cost and it's just heavy it hurts yeah Mm. I can't yeah. like I, I can't even put it in a ponytail. I'm like that's like I just don't that's I can't lot. yeah it's a lot. It's bad. I used to have pretty long hair, and the first mm-hmm. time I cut it, I was like, whoa. Yeah, and it's like I like having shorter hair, but my hair like the texture of it, it's not like it's pretty. It's thick, but it doesn't really have much body or whatever. But when it's shorter, it like poofs up and it like mm. curls in, and it gives me like a weird bob effect. So the longer like weighs it down, but then it also just like weighs my head down sure heavy is the head that wears the crown 10 million pounds of hair my like when i was younger i distinctly remember really wanting uh the feathers Mm -hmm. when that was Mm -hmm. big feathers in the hair which actually when i was looking into the tinsel to like figure out how to do it i saw somebody be like this is like the 20 whatever equivalent of like the feathers and i'm like fact am i gonna look back Mm -hmm. in like five to 20 years or whatever and be like wow can't believe i liked it i don't care well, because you know what i mean well i know like, it's just like rap- a silly trend yeah. that you're gonna look at pictures and be like yeah. wow um i don't care though <laughs> because i wanted a feather in my hair so badly yeah. and my mom's like no but they used yeah. to they had the ones that you would like get like in your hair like mm-hmm. i should just get a wig <laughs> like I just couldn't. I mean, there's I don't know where I'd put all my hair under the wig. I'd look. Like I was a gonna weird, say <laughs> weird not gonna shape head. I mean, I did have the dreams of being Hannah Montana, so I can, um, mm. you know, I would like to live that life at one point. But the Hannah Montana thing always makes me laugh because she would just like take her wig off and her yeah. hair was out under. It was it. great. Yeah, not how wigs no. work. I do you I went, wear big? <laughs> do you wig? I went to the Hannah Montana concert. And I had a blonde wig on, but I hated the bang so much that I just kept like getting them off to the side. So it was like very unfortunate. And now look at look at us now. Um, that was my first concert. Wow. Hannah Montana, best of both worlds. She was both Miley and Hannah. Wow, riveting. It was a great concert. It really was. I just found all my Miley Cyrus fan club stuff in our garage, and I was like, oh, those were just cut pasted pictures of miley and uh cody lindley <laughs> i'm like okay what was and i thought i like hand wrote all the lyrics to if we were a movie <laughs> i'm like i had the album booklet why did i feel the need to write them out in pencil double spacing the lines it's know. about the drama it was i mean i if we were a movie you'd be the right guy and i'd be the best friend <laughs> that you'd fall in love with in the end we'd be laughing Watching the sunset. Mm-hmm. Fades mm-hmm. to black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that song. That one well, speaking of our childhood dreams. Ah. Um, look at that. 
things we wanted as children. Mm. Welcome to Romance Your TBR. <laughs> you were frozen for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just waiting. And then all of a sudden you were still frozen, but a burst of Welcome to Romance Your TBR. <laughs> and I was like, ah, yes. <laughs> that tracks. So uh, everyone at home no, needs that to know that. <laughs> yes. Um... I don't know. <laughs> uh, kids. <laughs> we, we, kids. Um, we are doing an episode oh, so on uh, the, the best kids in historical romance. Um, there are so many. Say, in case I am extra unhinged, I'm running on like two hours of poor quality sleep. She's chugging cups of coffee and liquid IV. I'm in a dream. <laughs> The dream we almost didn't record tonight. Into a I was like fully. I had dropped my friends off. We had like gone out the night before, stayed up super mm-hmm. late. I, we crashed in like reclining chairs in the media room. I did not sleep in a bed. I am too old to be doing this now. <laughs> her old, her old bones are creaking. I yeah no. I'm like I'm only 24, but I'm already at a point where like I, I yeah. can't. I need a bed. I need to be laying flat. I, I'm at I'm at a point where I don't want to waste a night of sleep not in a bed. Mm-hmm. Like it's not that I can't mm-hmm. like I can sleep anywhere, but I don't want to waste a night of good sleep because I just will have to wake up the next day. That um, is also valid. So well, and I also can't sleep not laying completely flat. Like I oh. can't sleep on planes or anything. Like That's I can kind of doze, but it's not good. Anyway, um, so no sleep. Club, boss. Another club, another club. Um, <laughs> crashing on your couch. Uh, what's the? I wish I could remember that whole Jean Ralphio quote. Anyway, I know. I don't. I don't know I what going? it is. <gasps> you don't know the? Or no, it's not. Jean no, Ralphio. I don't. It's uh, Lady Gaga. Sorry. I don't know what like the full quote is, oh, but oh, I know it. Yeah, <laughs> it's that vibe. Um, yeah. but there's a John Ralphio one. He's like, girl. Duh, yes, duh, yes. That. They have the same energy. Yes. Because suddenly I'm homeless. Um, <laughs> I, I always get them mixed Ugh. up. Um, yes. But no, you're, I, I think John Ralphio is correct. Liquid IV. Um, about I dropped my friends off. I got mm-hmm. it. I dropped my friends off after we recorded our other episode that we recorded earlier today. Mm-hmm. I was like falling asleep. Bo- not like I was fine to drive, but I was like, bro, like my eyes hurt. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. so tired. I made it home. I like staggered in the door. My dad is like, "Did you have a good time?" I was like, "Yes." <laughs> He's like, "You should go to bed." I was like, well, "We have to record a podcast tonight." He was like, "Maybe <laughs> you should think about canceling that and going to bed." <laughs> I texted you because I still had to take a shower, but I was like nauseous and my head was hurting, and I was like, "My eyes showers hurt. showers while nauseous are th- no, hell. it's are because you're like hurt. hot." And it yes. makes it worse. And it's the like heat steamy. Is bad. Yeah, it's bad. Mm-hmm. So I'm like trying to mentally hype myself up. So I like popped a nauseating tablet, texted you, was like, I can't. You're like, I'm dying. <laughs> I was like, that's okay. Go to bed. And then I like, I like powered through. I took a shower. Mm-hmm. I got out. I felt fine. I guess the nauseating kicked in and it magically took care of the headache too. So I got out of the shower and I ate. And I was like, oh my God, I don't want to die anymore. So here we are. <laughs> it would have been perfect slept. if you would have if you would have supped on bread and cheese the Ugh, all last, purpose revitalizing I, I supped on a breakfast taco from this morning mm. that was from we have a really insanely good breakfast taco place 
Um, it's the best place in the whole world. So I ate that. And then I ate a bunch of chips and peach salsa from – we went Ooh. strawberry picking yesterday oh, at this farm. Fun. And they had peach salsa. And I was like, banger. So breakfast – I mean, dinner of champions. And that now really we're is. chugging liquid IV. So. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, girl. <laughs> it's, like, it's like pulling my hair out of me sitting on it. It's <laughs> like, like, yeah. Hype, oh. hype squad. So deranged energy in the studio yeah. this evening. In the studio. <laughs> in oh, the I studio. wish I had a studio. Oh. It's so useful. Um, yeah. So I am the one and only, the delusional, the exhausted <laughs> Caroline. I don't I don't quite know how to follow that up. Well, um, are you also delusional and exhausted? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I am. Yeah. I am also uh, the delusional, exhausted co-host, Hannah. And this is Romance, your TBR. We're, we're rounding up our favorite uh, children mm. in historical romance. Yes, we are. I am – I don't know if this is a hot take or one that's just, like, kind of divisive. You are mm. or you aren't. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the majority is if there is one, but mm-hmm. I know some people, like, really hate kids in romance. Yeah. I eat it up. I don't oh, even I care sure if it's too. just, like, kind of a plot device. I love when there's mm-hmm. a kid in a romance novel. I know. Me too. I love forcing the – usually the hero into emotional intimacy. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that's what it's doing most Ugh. of the time. It's just – I mean, because it can, it can go along the lines of, like, either just the hero interacting with kids, even if it's not, like, his own kids. There could be mm-hmm. wards. Like, there are so many different so ways So I to, broke like, down – Yeah, I have a I lot. I listed – Yeah. Like, my – these are the ones Rex, that, like – yeah. There are some other ones that have, like, kids in them, but, like, I, meh. So I wrote down the <laughs> ones that those I, those like, ones. Well, that, like, either the kid didn't play a huge part yeah. or, like, yeah. I just didn't really – like, it didn't really mm-hmm. matter. So I wrote down the ones that had kids that I, like, remembered enjoying. And mm-hmm. then I broke it into categories. Mm. And these are my categories for kids in historical romance. We have the two – categories that are most likely to potentially lead to like a custody battle plot which i don't think i have read but i've heard you talk yeah yep um and that is wards Mm -hmm. and um a single parent yes usually like a widowed parent Mm -hmm. um although not always um so those are the there's wards single parent you have much younger siblings or half siblings yes um that you end up having to raise there are street urchins slash oh, yes, there are adopted children that you found. Oh yes. Um, let me see. Wards, eh, much younger family, street urchins, illegitimate children mm-hmm. is its own little category, um, mm-hmm. which kind of like can overlap with the single parent thing because you usually end yeah. up with one parent that is responsible, but like it feels like its own to have like a bastard mm-hmm. child. Um, and then on my other like kind of catch-all category, my other category usually ends up being the two that I have are uh, heroines who run like orphanages, mm-hmm. which feels like kind of like you could kind of consider it like maybe a ward or well, something. Well, I've, I've got but I've got own. the one where the hero runs an orphanage, so I'm, Ooh, I'm right there with that's you. That's intriguing. Oh yeah, so he's hot. Oh yeah, interesting. Mm. I, so also, I wonder, do you have any other like? Are there any of yours that like need their own other category? Other than I those? do, I do have one. Well, I have heroes good with kids. Um, okay, I've read several um, that we'll get to that are just like heroes are very good with kids. Um, they maybe don't have them themselves. Um, my the my category of like older children follows like goes into the like siblings or 
wards and stuff. Yeah, um, that usually if they're older. Well, and it's yeah. also like at what point because like the earlier Hathaway books. I was wondering. I was like, how do have, we? Yeah, like to me, they have to feel dependent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I have one category with one book of its own because the book deserves to be on its own and its hero is vexed by a kid and um is that not just street urchin (laughs) it sure isn't in that book it's hilarious you haven't read it yet Um, oh when we get to it when we get to it i have talked about it before but like that kid played a a role the hero was so annoyed oh i'm so excited Um, yeah so yeah we want to so there are so many. I'm looking at this list. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm thinking we're not going to go in depth on plot. I know we no. fell into that trap in the no, I have. we would do roundups. But I, know, I think I have we just like talk about the kids themselves. Yeah. Okay. Like just like reminding myself sure. <laughs> as much as anyone else about why I picked them. Sure. Um, I don't I know. I feel like it might be fun to go category by category. Yeah. Yeah. You start off we don't have to. I'll... Yeah. Because there are some. Uh, I, I'll, we'll try to be quick. We make no promises because well, you know, that's a, a promise is uh, no. That's true. That's so valid. <laughs> Which category? What are we? Um, let let us. I mean, what's our what's what's my least favorite? I love all of these. Um, maybe well, let's start with the kind of like other orphanage type okay situation where yes. it's kind of a unique one because I've only got a couple. Yes, and I'm I intrigued have, by like, your hero. One. Yeah, because you I don't think you've gotten there yet in that series. Okay. Um, should I should I start it out? If you want to, go for it. Sure. Um, well, it is. I mean, you're gonna you're not gonna be surprised once I say it, but it's Thief of Shadows, um, Winter Makepeace. Mm. Um, mm. He, yeah, he. One of mine is the, the first Maiden Lane. Yeah. One. So he runs okay. the um, orphanage, and I mean, mm, Winter Makepeace. Mm. Mm. I'm excited He's for that one. Yeah, one of mine hero is who gets deflowered in very hot ways. Good for him, honestly. It's great for him, really. That's what he deserves. And her. He was so eager to learn. So. Excellent. Serena. Selena. Serena, I think the name is. I don't know. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. I have to reread it. Just for. Okay. Rereading. Tea. Favorite books purposes. I totally forgot Thief about Winter Bay Peace. Shadows. Yeah. I mean, he's just so good. I love that. Well, so yes, my, one four. of my two is. Uh, why am I blanking out? Wicked Intentions, which mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm temperance i believe is her name and she she also like they run it together mm. um so that's that's her book and the the kids gotcha. are fun which is one that like the kids don't necessarily play a huge role yeah like individual kids mm-hmm. don't but they like really create stakes mm-hmm. well yeah because i mean in the thief of shadows there's like a whole battle of i think it's the um one and duke of sin i think he's like randomly in this book trying to like take over the orphanage there's shenanigans mm. um but he's just cute with the kids because he's like a little like headmaster Ugh. love and then he's freaking ghost of saint giles so he's just dressing up in a harlequin costume as you <laughs> just do like prowling the streets sure oh well the and first name- one i think the orphanage gets set on fire by the villain oh yeah yeah the drama of it all. Mm-hmm. And the, then the, the ghost of St. Giles shows up and, like, catches <laughs> her. Uh, the heroine's name is Isabel. Um, oh, not so not Serena, Serena no, or Selena. I, <laughs> no, I I don't know. I don't know where I got that from. It'd be like that sometimes. It, it do be. <laughs> it do be. Oh, what was, your, what was your other one? 
Uh, no Good Duke Goes Unpunished by Sarah McLean. Yes. She That is the one where she uh, is supposed to get married to his dad and is like kind of forced into it at a very young age, mm-hmm. abusive situation. That is the one we chatted about it on Twitter because she mm-hmm. <laughs> intends, you find out later, to just imply that he took her virginity and she's run away <laughs> to like try to get people to yeah. not go after her because she's like damaged That's goods what or whatever. Was, yeah. But she doesn't know – She's like a 16-year-old. She doesn't know how much she's going to bleed. So she pours like a pint of pig's blood on the bed. So So he wakes up after being drugged in her bed, not realizing that she was his father's fiance, by the way, in her bed covered in blood. And Mm. she's gone. So she accidentally framed him for her murder. But it's never been proven, obviously. But everybody thinks he's like the murderer duke. Um, and she, meanwhile, went off, um, and they end up coming back together, and she needs help or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, That's amazing. But I she- can't wait. I can't wait to get to that series because I'm just I'm like going through just reading them physically. So sure. Um, you know, it was I. That's, that's one hilarious. that, like, some people really hated that book. They hated the mm-hmm. heroine. I had such a fun time, but she runs, uh, like, an orphanage for boys. So, mm-hmm. like, that's why her stakes are kind of high. She can't afford anybody finding out who she is because all – well, and not just orphans, but they're uh, – or actually, they're not orphans at all. They're usually the bastard sons of aristocrats who don't want anybody mm-hmm. to know about their byblos. So, they just kind of, like, drop them off there. So, they don't play a huge role, but there are yeah. some very cute scenes where, like, he comes to the home yeah. and, like, kind of teaches the boys things and, like – they have very mm-hmm. cute – like, she comes outside, and he's letting them climb, like, all over his carriage. <laughs> it's very adorable. There are some really cute scenes. Uh, so, mm. I like that one a lot. It was very sweet. Aw. Um, I guess to go with that, we could go Heroes Good with Kids. Um, sure. Because that kind of, like, ties in with that. Yeah. I mean, Scandal in Spring – Matthew that was the only Swift, one that I could think of. <laughs> yep, making that little teething contraption, and everyone's like, just like what? <laughs> like he, this guy is just calming this teething baby. It was so hot. Um, love that for him mm. and the baby and everyone else, mm. especially for Daisy. She's lucky. That um, was deeply mm. sexy of him. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, we've also read a Love by Design. Where um uh what's his what's his name? Oh, where uh, he like Grant- gifts Grantham, where Grantham he gifts is- all the <laughs> all the gifts to the baby, like of really elaborate, impractical, <laughs> yeah. like, or impractical, expensive yeah. gifts. I forgot I about that, that. I thought that was very fun, so I wanted to include that. That is a um, great bit. <laughs> um, in not the kind of early you marry by um. Kate Pembroke, he gives kids his like nephews like a piggyback ride, and he's very <gasps> cute about it. Yeah, I forgot about that scene. I know. Oh my god. I know. He's I know. like riding around pretending to be a bucking horse. My ovaries exploded. Oh my god. Um, yeah, that that took me out. Um, there's there's one I just read by Grace Calloway. I have a few others by her because that entire series just has a lot of kids in it. But this one, the Duke Redemption, literally, it's like a plot theme throughout that people can just like hand him children and they'll just like love him and stop crying and then he'll just like he's he like triplets at one point just like all over him just like <laughs> just completely like soothed and calmed um so that was very fun for me to read okay um honestly iconic and they just yeah them. it was very iconic 
Um, and then I feel like the other ones you're going to talk about in different sections. So I feel like that's probably it. Mm. Um, but Scandal in Spring is my standout one. And that one just because it's my standout was, book. But Like if I was going to add that category, that was the one that mm-hmm. I would probably have in there. Mm-hmm. there. I'm not thinking of any off the top of my head. No. And then I also lied at the beginning. I do have another category. Ooh. <laughs> um, that is heroes being restricted from seeing their nephews which (laughs) that is so specific (laughs) which you read artfully yours yes um and that was like a whole thing like he was kind of struggling with not being able to see his very cute um nephews i believe and then it was um, just the the, one nephew it was just one nephew and then the other one was the room i think he also had nieces but they weren't okay okay Sick. He just had a really like cute bond with the one. Um, yeah, because he ruin, was sick. Yeah, and then oh yeah, because then he he related to the sickness, and then he needed right. to get him out of London. Yeah. Um, and then the ruin of a rake by Cat Sebastian. Um, you saw the the child in like the earlier books, but in this one, it was like the last in the series. Um, the guy had like a terrible reputation. It was ruined by the other heroes' like writings about him. And so one of his punishments was that he couldn't see his nephew anymore. So then he needed to, I know, of like, God. Um, so then he needed to, like, redeem his reputation, hang out with the other hero because he could, like, um, save it. And then he was able to see his nephew at the end. And it was just so sweet. Um, so that's a separate category-ish. Gotcha. I actually do have another, like, kind of bonus slash falls into the like other category which doesn't even really count because there aren't actually any kids in it Mm -hmm. but i think it's really rare especially in historical romance to see a hero who really wants kids and like really wants a family i think oh god i do love that um and uh, marry me by midnight by mm-hmm. Felicia Grossman, which comes out in That's August exciting. and That's is a exciting. forever book standard disclaimer. Although I think by the time this episode airs, my internship will officially have ended. That's actually this Friday. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! This is my last week as we're recording. The end of an era, truly. Um, but "Marry Me by Midnight," which is the Jewish gender swap Cinderella retelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Aaron is the hero. Is the Cinderella character? He's like an orphaned synagogue custodian. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, he, like, takes care of... There's, like, a little family of mice and birds and things that live by him. And he, like, takes care of them and gives them names and, like, feeds no, them. and Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so there's already that. But also his, like, main motivating force is that he really, really wants, like, a wife and children. Like, he yeah, really wants a little up. family to provide mm-hmm. for. And he, like, desperately, like, kind of beats himself up because yeah. he feels like he'll never be good enough that anyone would want to marry him and, like, trust him to provide for them, which felt, like, so rare. I feel mm-hmm. like usually a historical romance hero distinctly doesn't want kids mm-hmm. until he, now like, that, meets the heroine. God, now that you say it, I feel like I've definitely read a few. Not a lot, but a few. And but I like, a ra- it have, stands out yeah. when you do. Maybe you it's can, a like, very add them good show notes. If, if I remember. Like, if you a, think of that's them. That's a strong if. Sure. Um, um, but that was one that, like, kind it wasn't of, even just, like, kind of a casual I would like children. He was yeah. like, I want a family so badly and to, like, bring them to synagogue yeah. and take care of them. Ugh. And I was like, oh, oh, another oh. Another, like, subtrope of that. Um, I'm reading sure. The Baronical Bastards by Sarah McLean, and we're doing <laughs> <laughs> and we're doing an episode on that with a special guest um, mm-hmm. later, whenever that one gets published. Um, but 
in each of the books, all of the heroes make reference, and even I think maybe some of the heroines about the having like children who look like the mothers. So like, um, I do love that when they're like the when little, the hero like, babies. Yeah, like, yeah, it's just so cute. They um, each want a kid that looks like their significant yeah, other. Yeah, because then the heroine also has the thought, and then it's the opposite, like looking like the hero. Oh, sure. Yeah, that goes straight to the old hormones. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, the that old was, hormones are acting <laughs> up old, again. The old hormones. Um, that is, um, that's I've just noticed that in every book in that series, um, and it's it's in a lot of other ones too. But sure. worth mentioning, absolutely. Um, um, I think the ones that I have the fewest for, I would say, illegitimate child. I actually only have a couple. And yeah. one of them is Flowers from the Storm, which we will talk about. Mm-hmm. Well, we have talked about, but the episode is next week. Is next week, yeah, after this one. So, yeah, what uh, else? I, won't I mean, really Lord say of much. And Lord of Scoundrels, Lord of which Scoundrels we also have had an episode about, about. But like, feral, um, the way that that child father relationship makes me feel un unfair. Quite truthfully, unhinged. I was not for that. Unhinged. That's I was, me reading. <laughs> I was not prepared i and it gets me every single time not just Mm -hmm. the first time but um it gets worse when he walks in and he's like (laughs) mama is gone i'm papa and the first time uh dominic calls he goes papa and dane like ceases functioning Uh, i just like keep thinking about um this little like the pump handle scene when he's like running around and like and and he he comes in dressed in his shirt and it's too long (laughs) shirt he's like did you put a baby in her belly (sighs) please he's so funny um yeah it's just us weeping over lord of sandals for yet Mm. another episode um those are my two illegitimate children oh what else do we have here oh um his lessons on love by kathy maxwell um Mm. I don't remember much. I ha- I have to admit okay. I had to go back and reread my review because I had made this list when we were going to do this episode before, and that was before the HarperCollins strike. Um, but he gets delivered a baby by his mistress, so it's like his child. Um, but he like ends up with the baby, and he's like, what do I do now? So then he enlists the help of a local spinster um, to help him. He's like, I'll pay you to get the life you want. And she's like, honestly, yeah. Um, and then looking at the um, at the summary, it looks like there's maybe like a marriage of convenience or like they have to get married for some reason. Um, but I remember I liked it a lot. It was cute. Um, very low angst. Um, so that one, that's illegitimate. What else? Uh, oh, mm, that's kind of different. But I guess I can kind of go for it. Um, Enter the Duke by Grace Calloway um they have like a one night stand um that's really hot because she just writes really hot books in general that series was like just whacking you with sex scenes just like constantly um but that one they have a one night stand he's um a duke and then she is a barmaid she gets pregnant he doesn't know um so it's like secret baby she has to get married to like an archaeologist or something or He's like a he's like a treasure hunter. So then, fast forward, um, the Duke is in dire straits. He needs money. Um, he gets left a treasure map by his uncle, and he has to go to the small town, enlist the help of treasure hunters. Lo and behold, it's Maggie. And then he sees her daughter, and he's like, "Something's mm. not adding up. Like mm. when, 
when when was she born and then she obviously like lies and she's like oh no it was my husband's and then like halfway through he's like no this child is absolutely mine but then he Mm. has a really like smart decision he's just like i'm just gonna wait until she like maggie tells me um because obviously everyone knows it's like we all know it's his child um but it was just very emotional just how it was handled um and i didn't actually think the book was gonna work for me but it surprised me i had a good time um and always a treasure hunt's fun but that one so it kind of illegitimate kind of not um yeah like technically it is but it's not yeah. typical mm-hmm. what else do we have here kind of the same with aphrodite and the duke i guess oh um, yeah yeah because it <laughs> yeah spoilers i guess if we if you don't know um basically the his first wife um, was pregnant and That's then right. she married him and he married her but he was already like engaged to Aphrodite so then when they broke it off she was really hurt and then um he like raised the daughter as his own but then right. when Aphrodite gets there and they get married then the daughter's kind of like sectioned off and you don't you're kind of like what is going on um she just thinks that it's because um he doesn't want to like offend her with the child of another woman but then you find out all that stuff and it's very cute um, and I really liked the relationship between Aphrodite um, and the child. So again, legitimate in eyes of the court. Um, no one assumes anything nefarious. Right. Um, it's, it's in yeah. there. It's like a similar. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? That's not legitimate. That's fine. Never Seduce a Duke by Vivian Lorette. Um, that one, it's actually not a spoiler because at the end of the summary, I just didn't get to that part. So I was surprised when I read it, um, when I read the book, but it's in the summary. Um, they have, it's a very weird book. It's very fun. He thinks he's like found a magical like potion that made him like really horny, but it wasn't. He was just horny. Um, so he, <laughs> like- he was just horny. <laughs> it's not magic. It's. It's just horniness. It's a very weird book. She has aunts who, like, steal things. So then they stole his, like, magic book. So then he has to, like, go retrieve it. They're on, like – I think they're on, like, the continent. And then um, they have, like, a one-night stand or, like, a small affair. Fast forward two years later, she has a two-year-old. He comes – he, like, stumbles upon them. And then he's like, oh, my God. Um it's a, it was a very fun book. I again was not expecting the time jump and the at fifty five percent. If I would have read the summary, I would have been expecting it. <laughs> but um, so the child was technically like illegitimate. I don't think she like married anyone else or anything. Um, mm-hmm. Very cute kid though. Oh, you know what? I have one that I put it in the single parent section. But now that I'm thinking about it, it technically does go in the illegitimate. Mm-hmm. It's a similar like. Uh, well, this one's complicated, and I can't really talk about why without giving away a plot yeah. twist from earlier in the series. But basically, the understanding is that she, from everybody else in society believes she married this friend of her brother's and was widowed mm. um, and left with his child. But in reality, the father of the child is not who you think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the eyes of society, she's a widowed single mother. Um, and that is Dukes Do It Better by Bethany Bennett. 
also yes. a forever books. You're right. It's the third book in the mm-hmm. Misfits of Mayfair series, which I thought that whole series was so fun. Mm-hmm. All three of those I, books. I need to finish that book. I had like started it and then I just got sidetracked because there's no audiobook of it. Um, mm-hmm. So I had it like currently reading on my Goodreads for like months. <laughs> um, I finally just was like to read. Um, yeah. But I need to go back and read it because her books are really fun. They're really fun. So it's like single mom. Mm-hmm. That's what I had it listed under. But now that I'm and like thinking yeah. about it, it's illegitimate. That one, yeah, she has a like a one night stand. I was gonna say one, one night, night stands. Stand. It's kind of ish. He was like in port or something. Yeah, they like hooked up. This was yeah. after she already had the kid, but she's mm-hmm. like off living in this like little seaside cabin and like baking and she mm-hmm. raises good. Like she's kind of just living her best life, which is fun because mm-hmm. she was like a very society like debutante before. It was a really. Like, it was just really fun how that all worked out in book two. Yes. Because, like, it was Oh, yes. Oh, God. You see her make yeah. her mistakes and whatnot in the background mm-hmm. of the books, and then she mm-hmm. gets her book. And I love her. Anyway, so she hooks yes. up with this, like, hot Navy captain who's kind of a pirate who you met in book one. Oh, Ugh. Ooh, I, anyway. don't, I don't remember meeting him in book one. I'll have to uh-huh. go read. Okay. I'll have to with go read, the- read from the beginning. Well, spoilers for – what's the name of that book? Any Rogue Will Do yeah. by Bethany Bennett. So you can click on the timestamp and jump ahead if you don't want spoilers for it. But the villain at the very end, I think it's like in the epilogue even, but like the very end of the book, they go to like forge papers and get the villain transported. Mm. And they go to Malachi. Because he's got the bomb. And there's a little, and I like kind of knew to expect it because I knew he was the hero of the third one, but there's a little comment where he's like, he like realizes he has a sister and he's like, I think I'd like to meet your sister. And Cal is like, and you never will. <laughs> and you never will. Uh, and then he transports the guy and like forges the papers and then he sure does meet his sister. He oh, sure that's does. fun. That is so, end of spoilers. Love, I love the, oh, oh, I was going to say like when you can have like a one night stand or kind of like a casual affair like in a historical romance because that doesn't happen a lot. No, it doesn't. Um, obviously for reasons. Yeah. Um, so this one, they like hook up and then they end up both in London for like different reasons and are like, you know what? Why don't we just like continue our affair? That was a hot one night stand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they do. But she has her little son who is so precious and adorable. Um, and there are various scenes where like he he's like a tattooed pirate, basically, but he's mm-hmm. like a Navy captain, but he's giving pirate. Um, and he, like, teaches him how to, like, sail a little boat on the river. And, like, he just, like, bonds with the sun. But specifically, there's a scene after they – it's towards the end. And it's after they hook up. Um, and she walks into his room to find him sitting shirtless in bed. And her son has, like, come in and found <gasps> him and is hanging out with him. No. And, yes. And he's got these, like, elaborate, uh, oh. you know, like, oh, yeah, sea-related you, you tattoos. Oh, yeah, you told me about this. Yes. Oh, no. And he's letting the little boy watercolor the tattoos. Do you hear that? I just punched a wall. <laughs> My God. I don't even, like, I'm not into tattoos, but the thought of this, mm. like, hot man letting this yeah. small boy, who he's, like, very much bonded with and is, like, yeah. the, like, male, you know, role model for him at this point, like, mm-hmm. letting him color in the tattoos. Yeah, I can be into tattoos. Yeah. And in that moment, I am. And in this moment, (laughs) we are all into Malachi's tattoos. Oh, so that's my only other. Like, it's technically illegitimate, but it's also single parent. What else? Do I have like any other? Well, no. Well, 
I don't know where the Earl takes all fits into any of this. I, I have, also have it listed as I put it in single parent because single parent, technically, you're right. Let's just go there. She's then, just I widowed. Guess. Yeah, yeah. But I also um, listed it because those little the times when he reads the little stories and they like make them up. And also, yeah. the way he just like immediately bonds with that baby and like keeps putting off telling that these are kind of spoilers, mm-hmm. but like the way he keeps putting we off telling the truth. It. It's your because fault if you are spoiled. It's your fault if you haven't read the book. <laughs> putting the blame read on Read the you. gorilla twin swap book. Um, I just like the way he immediately imprinted on that baby, not to be Jacob, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> she he was put like the doll in the twilight jar. Yeah, plot twist. Um, but he's like, I just love her. <laughs> like, yes. I, I, I could tell the truth, or because I love this baby as if it were my own child, I could just yeah. keep lying. <laughs> yeah, and he he sure did until it didn't until it would like hurt other people, and then he was like, I'll tell the truth. <laughs> oh, that. Book. And then he didn't, and then that he was found out. Me. Well, so uh, are we, have we moved single, into the single parent? I think we're, we're in single parent territory. Now, yeah. So mm. the one, the only devil's daughter. Yes, I have that. I had that one elsewhere. And then I was like, I'll let Caroline talk about that. I one. think that's the ultimate single parent book for me. That uh, was my hero good with kids. It was in that section. It's in the, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's everything. I mean, mm. <laughs> he's everything. Yeah, he <laughs> he's everything and we're just Ken. West Ravenel? Literally. Like, actually, I don't have the words. I've said it before. I'll say it again. West Ravenel is one of the only romance heroes I've ever read that if I met him in real life, I would mm-hmm. genuinely fall in love and want to be with him. Yeah, he's great. No notes uh, for him. Like, quite literally, 80% of that book is just West, like, stepping in to essentially parent those two boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being, like, perfect with them and, like, letting them play and being wonderful. Like, that that's it. That's the whole book. Half of Phoebe falling mm-hmm. in love with him is just watching him play with her children. Mm-hmm. And that's also all of me falling in love with him. Mm-hmm. And then, like, him dicking her down. It, yeah. I, obviously, we have another one in that series and another um, section. But yes. in that book, to keep the suspense going, when the Justin calls West dad. <gasps> I actually had to, just, like, pause the audiobook yeah. and screech. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact... <laughs> no, because not only does he, like, call him dad. Yeah, and he has to... they're like, huh? And Phoebe's like, oh, like, are you calling Uncle West dad? And he's like, well, I didn't want to call him papa because he would get confused with my papa in heaven. And then he's like, is it okay? Can I call you that? And West is, like, wiping tears he's away. He's weeping. He's literally, like, crying. He picks him up, and he's like, yeah, I would like that very much. And, like, walks away crying, holding this (laughs) child. Stop. Stop. Yeah. Everyone stop. Turn the podcast off. Stop recording. (laughs) So that gets me. Get this camera out of my face. (laughs) Uh, Another one. Um, Obviously, Tempest by Beverly Jenkins. That's on mine as well. Did just read that gem. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh... Ooh, that was fun. That was a fun time for us all in many regards. But I like revisited a little bit of it because I'm I just read the uh Colt Sisters story, Spring. Mm-hmm, I read spring. her book. And so you get a little bit of like in that one mm-hmm. Regan has uh a baby, Colt Fontaine. Yeah. Colt Fontaine. 
Um, and so you get like her with Anna and the baby. Um, a and little bit. Now. Not a time. Just like any time Anna called Regan mama or like mm. Colt would like talk about like his girls, like it just did something so and emotional. me. One it especially because like ugh. you know that what is it her aunt that had been yeah kinda, like taking charge of her and was like yep. so awful and strict and like really yep. mean that about it. That was horrid. I mean, but yeah. I loved that ending. I mean, my God, I was True. like so. Ha- I was like yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Well, but just like Regan being like, let's get you some like clothes that you can get dirty yeah. in. Let's get you a pony. Uh, let's like teach you. And what she was so she, like, powerful. Oh. Like, I just love how she took no shit. She was so strong. Like, I just, I loved her so much. She's one of, I'm like starting a list of like my favorite heroines and she's at the top. Yeah, I, I love her Regan. so much. When I, this was one of those like, another one of those like hmm, heteronormative things that i absolutely love is a baby log and not if it's like oh, characters yeah. who have said they don't yeah. want kids or can't have kids for many yeah and like and magic miraculously have them yeah right i don't want any of that but like if they're characters who like have wanted kids or are open mm-hmm. to them i eat up a baby log every oh, yeah. time um, and the reveal that's time. what i eat up i eat up the reveal is the, great. like oh we're gonna are you like prepared to change some nappies or like it's yes. a family of three or obviously yeah. the delivery when you have like the man losing west cliff just like <laughs> or is it someone like yelling and doctors were incompetent and it was crazy was that in Scandal it was in Scandal in Spring. He like yeah. sent everybody out to go to try fi- try to find a doctor. And was it Matthew is the one that brings back the vet? Yeah, yeah. Because he's, uh, and that's why she's. Is it um, Ma- the- Wit or Merit? Yeah, Merit is named after mm-hmm. the vet, the, the <laughs> vet who delivered her. Um, which that is a book that has the problematic baby rep representation. I still love that book, but full disclosure, um, it does. It does have it, – it was very, like, ambiguous. Like, she said she got, like, a doctor's opinion, but obviously the doctor was a quack. So, like, it, it's, just, it's hard. But, yeah. So, um, but I, I do love that book. It's so good. A little bit of amnesia, a little bit of face-sitting. Like, it's just – you got it all. <laughs> sure. Um, one of the other things that is absolutely, like, deeply heteronormative that I will eat up every time – because of who I am as a person um, and the way that it makes my ovaries feel is – and I think this is how it tends to go – is when the single parent is parenting kids of the opposite gender. And so the mm-hmm. either hero or heroine, like the love interest that steps in, becomes like the role model. Yeah. So like Regan stepping in to be that like maternal, yep. like feminine role model for Anna and then vice versa, West being mm-hmm. like – the father figure for them and again all of the like gender norms and yes do i love it though when yeah regan steps in and is like let me teach you how to be a woman or like flowers from the storm which again we'll get into later but his mm-hmm. whole like i want you to like teach her how to mm-hmm. like how to be not good. care what people think and how yeah. to like be a good person like mm-hmm. i eat it up i Ugh. actually i feel like do I have any where it's the opposite, where they only have one of? Not really. There. Oh, yeah. I do have one actually. I think and there's I also do too. one of my other ones, which I know you didn't like the book that much, but uh, the Ray Cass. Oh kids, yeah. I yeah, they're love. cute. He has mm-hmm. very cute little kids, and I really thought all of their little family outings were mm-hmm. just very adorable. 
Mm-hmm. She got like a necklace or something sometime, I think. Yeah, they like bought it for her at mm-hmm. the the little fair. Mm-hmm. It was very cute. The one that I, I have agree. The the only other one that I have is never judge a lady by her cover. Also, Sarah McLean, and that one she has a daughter who's named Caroline. Actually, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so you yeah. don't you don't have the like mother with a son or father with daughters where like yeah. the the love I've, interest if they're the opposite gender steps in but it is i've got one i think what am i <laughs> what am i doing i wrote it down so well hang on you know. figure you it go. out let you me go. elaborate yeah. on never judge a lady you, by her cover elaborate. in the count by numbers oh okay so this one's a hard one to talk about i feel like at this point if you have not read the Sarah McLean, uh, these like gambling hall books, and mm-hmm. you are invested in like, there's a big reveal at the end of the third book. There's like yeah. a mysterious character, and you don't know who they are. And if you want to like be surprised and avoid spoilers, skip ahead now. We'll put it in the timestamps. Just go ahead and skip to the next book. However, she uh, the the heroine for Never Judge a Lady by her cover is a character from the previous series mm-hmm. who has a child out of wedlock at like 16 like mm-hmm. she's seduced uh it's the like sister of the duke from the third book mm-hmm. um and she kind of disappears and like goes off to do her thing and then it's like bam she's back and her daughter is kind of grown and she's like re-entering the ton kind of but dealing with the scorn of like she has this kid i don't remember a ton about said kid but i remember there were like several very cute scenes i don't actually think that the hero duncan like really interacts with her all that much but when he does he's like very lovely Hmm. i like that so okay there you have it I, so the one i was thinking so i was correct when i said between the devil and desire so that's number two in Scoundrels of St. James by Lorraine Heath. Um, and like I said, all of them have something to do with, like, chil- like all the characters either, like, have children or adopt children or something. Um, but this one, I talked about it in our Flowers of the Storm episode, I think, briefly, or if it was, like, after or something. Um, but the heroine, her horrible Duke um, husband was just killed or dead or whatever um so it's like a cust it's not necessarily a custody battle but um he is granted like full control over like all the possessions and then her like son is is in the guardianship of like some like uncle or something so like she is just screwed over because she doesn't have control of like her possessions which are controlled by the hero jack dodger and then her son i believe is like not also under her guardianship which is just ridiculous um and so then jack comes in and he's naturally good with good with the kid and you know they bond and everything um and i think they end up either getting married so the custody can be settled or something um i didn't write a review because this was at the time of the strike and i have (laughs) just no review and then i also didn't review it after that so I do have to reread that series is like there are a lot of content warnings. Um th- th- that series hurts a lot. Um but they're all very very sweet books once you get past some of the pain. Um yeah. Yeah. Um just good old Lorraine Heath, Lorraine Heathing all over the place really. 
Um, but I think like because the the sun needs like a better um, influence, and that would be Jack Dodger. So that's kind of where I was going with that. But I think that's all of my single parent ones. I mean, um, we can jump into your favorite street urchins. Oh, oh yeah, good old Basil. Freaking Basil. Basil is my main one. Yeah, Basil. Nobody the main. takes you from me. <laughs> Basil You're my boy, Basil. Yeah. Oh, my God. Chasing Cassandra didn't need to go that hard, but it did. Ugh. I mean, it, like, the, the levels of that book, really. That's one that I think is a good example. So there's – I can't remember who it is. I think it was somebody that I follow on TikTok. I'm so sorry to that person if they listen. Um, But they refer to, like – I, I don't know if they invented this term or if it was just a term that I'd never heard. Um, mm-hmm. They they might have come up with it. I have no idea. I don't know what it is. She has some term, and now I'm – I think it's like – maybe it's an urchin. Plot urchin? <laughs> oh, it's going to kill me that I can't remember. Whatever it is, she has this term for, like, kids who only exist in the romance to, like, further the plot or further the hero's the development growth. or whatever it is. Like, yeah. Like, it does, it, the kid isn't really there for themselves. And I could see that argument for Basil because I think that he, and I don't, I, my counterpoint is I don't think so, but I could see if you're like, <laughs> the only reason he's here is for, like, advocating for. <laughs> well, but, like, I think there's something to be said for Basil, yeah. like, teaches Tom to feel, mm-hmm. and he, like, has to feel really deeply well, for that, Basil that before he of... can, like, admit that he has feelings for Cassandra. Yeah, in a different way, that's kind of Dane and his yes. kid you know like it, because it dominic is literally his inner child yeah yeah sure um counterpoint though <laughs> watching tom severin find this street urchin and instead of just being like get out of here he's like so stunned that he would return his hat that blew away instead of stealing it and then he's like you know what i'll hire you it's also a good example of him like essentially healing his inner child because mm-hmm. he like sees himself in basil mm-hmm. and is like well this was good enough for me i was sleeping on a pallet and whatever in these people's house and cassandra's like why don't we give him a bed why, why don't we like adopt him why don't we treat him with love and respect mm-hmm. and tom is like huh <laughs> it- my inner child deserves to be loved i think i need to go back and just start the ravenelles and just reread that just I mean, it's a great for, series just for some giggles <laughs> because I sure do love that book and I have not read it enough. I don't think I've ever reread it, which is honestly a crime. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Is Tom um, Is Tom the one who likes to be clean? No. Well, would that No, it's on, not. Who? It? Well, there was just that wild west, the out west one you read. That guy likes to be clean. No, like no, no, no. There's one where I oh, think it is this Tom. Is gonna... Isn't it? No, there's one yeah, where he has a swimming pool. Oh, because they were always dirty. Yeah, I feel like it was a Sarah McLean. Uh it wasn't Stacy Reeves. It wasn't no. no. I I am feeling like it was definitely Sarah McLean. But he he has, like, an indoor swimming pool because as a child he was, like, a chimney sweep, essentially, which is super dangerous, but, but kids are the I've only read... small enough ones. This seems, like, very familiar, and I don't know if I've read Well, it. I've told you about it before. That could also that could also be happening. 
but like he has to obsess. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, never judge uh, a lady by her cover. Magic. He has an indoor swimming pool, and they hook up in the pool. And it's because like he choose. I uh, honestly watch somebody be like, "That's not that book." Um, it's been a hot minute, but I'm pretty sure he's the one who has an indoor swimming pool, and the reason he likes swimming is because he like obsessively has to be clean because he was always dirty as a child doing his like chimney sweep and other things, and his mom was like, "There's no point in bathing." Because, because you're just yeah. gonna get dirty again. Ugh. And I'm pretty sure it was Duncan West from Ugh. Never Judge a Lady by Her Cover. And that hit. Um, but the reason I always think it's Tom Severin is because of the, like, Basil is very much mm-hmm. him as a child. And he, mm-hmm. like, doesn't want to give him a, he's like, here, sleep on this cot in the whatever closet. And Cassandra's like, what are you doing, Tom? <laughs> Uh yeah. Basil, my boy. Basil. <sighs> and then you also have the West and the Justin and that whole interaction in that book. Like, how dare? How dare her have two different father levels in that book? Like, also, I love uh, that it's not just like all at once he takes in this child. Yeah. You like see him in stages. Well, because he was he was not. Oh, and there's the whole he has to like drag him to Garrett to like get the lice cleaned out of his oh, hair. Oh yeah, and, and like he, he doesn't want to undress in front of the lady, and he has uh-huh. to like get in the shower with him and like. Yeah, I'm going through many stages of many things right now. Yeah, I need to reread that book. <laughs> We're feeling a lot of things over here. <laughs> immediately needs to reread. Um, oh, good God. And he's yeah. one who's like he he isn't naturally good with kids, or at no. least don't think that he would, be. especially not at the start. But he's yeah. somebody who like he kind of does what I do, where like I talk to kids as if they're adults. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm not good at, at the like coming on their level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just gonna pull up and be like, "What is up, my guy?" And Tom does the same thing, where he basically mm-hmm. just stands there and is like, "You need to take a shower. You're gross." So taxes. <laughs> It it gives me like Dane and Dominic's energy yeah. with the, the the shirt scene where he's just like mm-hmm. you can't run around <laughs> your pump you handle naked. We don't say arse in front of ladies. Like <laughs> it's that energy. Just how am I supposed to read new books when <laughs> old books are so good? <laughs> That's a great my point. question. It's a great point. Uh, what are we my- supposed to do? My next one is the one that I thought I was talking about last time. Surrender to the Devil by Lorraine Heath. This one, they take in a street urchin. Okay. Which, um, he is the hero of the amnesia book, Once More, My Darling Rogue. Um, the, the urchin is? Yes. Oh, um, so, and I read that book first, and that's one of my favorite Lorraine Heath ones. Um, literally so good. He has a giant ass dragon tattoo on his back. <laughs> Because the oh, the guy who adopted <laughs> no I know the guy who adopted him um, owns the twin dragons the bar or whatever our gambling den and then um, Drake Darling the adopted one um, like re- like grew up like revering him and he was like so um, just in love with this new family that he had and so he got the huge tattoo on his back and then in that book he makes the heroin washes tattoo I mean. Above what? Like, is it all above what? Maybe not. Am I willing to look past? Yeah, it's a great book. So is this one. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, I don't have much more to say. Um, Franny Darling, that's where he gets the Drake Darling um, from. So she would be the Duchess. And then um, 
what his his name is Sterling Mabry, eighth Duke of Greystone, which is a hot name. Um, with yeah, it's just them, just them getting it on. Sure, she's surrendering to the devil. Um, but yeah, well, because then you had like read in Once More, My Darling Rogue about him being adopted and like how much of an impact that had on his life. Um, cause he like stole, he like broke into the house and like stole a pocket watch. I stole and then... a loaf of bread. <laughs> One jump. The bread line. Okay. <laughs> not the same. I know. I know. <laughs> different vibes. Deeply I different. Only what I can't afford. That's everything. Um... Yes. It means I'm free. <laughs> no prisoner two four six oh one. um um so then um he he steals the pocket watch and he thinks he like gets away with it and then sterling is like no give it back and then he like takes him in gives him a life and then he gets a pocket watch i believe like from it's just so now i'm crying yeah uh well i have one other street urchin well it's like street urchin but not like the strictest sense of what you imagine a street urchin is um i mean it's like children on the streets but different vibes (laughs) um (laughs) you know these kids on the streets youths street youths um well the youths are out and about in beverly jenkins through the storm because through the storm is it starts during the civil war and it goes through Mm -hmm. until after the civil war um so it's a levesque i think it's like the the oldest of the Levesque brothers that you really mm. know. It's the it mm-hmm. comes after Indigo because you uh, gotcha. Hester and uh, it's that guy Galen. Yes, you meet him in Indigo. Yeah. He's the friend. Yeah, and then Hester and Galen show up in this book for a little bit. They like yes. have dinner together and stuff. Um, oh, I so love them. through the storm, I eat it up. It's a revenge seduction. You love to see it. Ooh, I haven't. I don't think I've really read a lot of actual like revenge seduction. I haven't like, read a full ton. Ones. So this one, it's during the Civil War. She is a runaway slave. Essentially, she's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this whole like kind of plot line about like the women in her family and like the line that she comes from and her grandma like honestly kind of pops off and like gives this prophecy and then sets the house on fire so she can get away like and like burns with it it's honestly iconic she runs off she runs into harriet tubman as you do harriet tubman gets her to the hero Mm -hmm. sure um and he's like a union soldier in like one of the black units um Mm -hmm. and so she ends up in this oh now i am blanking on what it's called um oh my gosh it's Beverly, so there's so much history, but yes. it's these camps of, like, formerly enslaved people, mm-hmm. and, like, now they don't really know where to go or what to do with them, yeah. so it's these massive camps, and there's, like, oh, there's a name for them, and now I am blanking on what it is. You've said it before. Oh, oh, uh. Google. Let's see. Oh, what's it called when it's contraband? Let me just see contraband camp. Oh, what is that called? What were they calling the formerly? Yeah. Yeah, contraband camp. Okay. Oh, we got there eventually. Um, I'm so sorry, history majors. Yeah. Um, so uh, he's like in this camp for part of it. He is very charming. He's a Levesque. He's got. He's from New Orleans. Yeah. So they're like born free. Just um, the way the the Levesque name like rolls off your tongue, you just know they're Levesque. like sexy. Yeah. Like it just. Does I'm something. blanking on his like first name, but. That's okay. Yeah. Um, the point that. is, he is like very attracted to her. Like he's very charming. They have, they have kind of a romance. Um, mm-hmm. 
And then the camp is like raided. Something goes wrong and she <laughs> There's like she's like told by a friend and like this guy is going to get her out. Like there's a lot of things going on and she ends up knocking his him out. He's in charge of the like treasury, stealing mm-hmm. the money and leaving. Oh, Not knowing that like money. the guy that she's leaving with is a Confederate spy. So oh. our hero thinks that she is working for the Confederacy and that's why oh. she like knocked him out, and stole the money. Uh, yes, the drama. But then she ends up in New Orleans. She befriends the Levesque family, who she doesn't uh-huh. know initially. Like, she ends up, she's, like, working for this old lady. The old lady dies. She gets set up with this woman. It turns out to be his mom and, like, his brothers, but he's not there yet. Sable? Raymond. Raymond? Raymond Levesque. Um, and his, it's one of those situations where he has to get married in order to fully inherit Mm-hmm. something someone died and left it to him but only if he gets married and so he comes back into town she has not really told the family that she knows him but now he's there's like some drama there um the mom kind of puts two and two together so she's kind of like manipulating uh-huh. things but basically raymond is like hey find me a wife and the mom is like i've already got one she sable's been lying about her name also mm-hmm. so the mom is like i've got one for you <laughs> i'm ready Let's go. They meet. The drama. Raymond is like, unbelievable. But you know what? So be it. She's like, all right, like, I'll marry you. But then he's like, I'm going to revenge seduce you. And then I'm going to put you in a house as my wife and just like leave you there. Like, I'm not, it's not going to be a real marriage. But then he <laughs> plays himself and falls in love. Okay. Congratulations. So the drama. Anyway, well, after fun. all of this. There are all of these, like, orphan children on this, like, black children on the streets of New mm-hmm. Orleans. They're everywhere. And also there's all of these, like, uh, it's after the uh, um, Civil War and the, like, every black person has to have a job. And so they're being forced yeah. into the contracts that they can't read. And all of the Jim Crow things are happening. Mm-hmm. And so it's not good to be on the streets. There are these kids and there's a couple like a brother and a sister that she keeps like trying to help, but they won't like come with her. Like they can't quite figure out what it is. Yeah. And she ends up convincing them to like come with her and they lead her to this camp of children that they have been providing for. So they adopt these two. I think it's two, maybe three as like they're they're kind of kids. But then they also end up like founding an orphanage essentially oh for all of these other kids. But then in the drama of the the climax, I'm giving you the whole plot. The climax, <laughs> the kids get kidnapped with her by like the guy who kidnapping was going to, who was who going. Knew? He was like planning on buying her when she was a slave, and he yeah. comes back and he like oh. takes them and forces them back into slavery on his plantation. <gasps> and the drama. <gasps> the I know it's devastating. It's fine. Is they find like, him oh they take care of it <laughs> the look in your eyes the Levesque brothers deal with that thank man. god amazing it's like they ride love, in masked it's the I drama is at an all-time high um, I but to hear that she like adopts these two children and then also oh. takes in like all of these other kids and like founds an orphanage i think it's been a while since i nice. read it but i remember that um that was very long however i have a lot of feelings about through the storm i will really be <laughs> reading that at some I point i just think it's such a fun book that sounds so – also, it was so hard to find a family tree for all of um, the characters in Beverly Jenkins' books. It apparently just doesn't exist. Rude. Um, the we'll one that I, I – right? We have to. The one that, like, I linked was kind of – like, it didn't have all the books on it. And it mm-hmm. didn't, like, have any specific, like, names or anything. It kind of just, like, 
told you the order to go. Sure. Um, and like the two like separate families. But there was one that someone posted on Facebook. God bless them. It was like 10 years ago. They couldn't figure out how to like upload an image that like was readable. And so everyone commented on it. This is blurry. This is too small. Re-upload. And she's like, I'm trying to upload a PDF. I can't do it. And so like you see them having this struggle of having this like made spreadsheet or like this like family tree and i know someone has it because this person tried to upload it but it was so blurry that you i tried to like enhance it you couldn't see anything and i'm like they no one could figure out how to get this lady some help <laughs> to like upload it so like their entire conversation is still available on facebook you can see them all struggling Rip. it was painful <laughs> i was like okay That's this is not what i expected uh, well, um, I guess if anyone across. listening has one, let us know. Yeah, honestly, please. So that's um, my other street urchin one. I have. Like, oh, you know what it is? They like eventually get them to like come and live with them, but the son keeps or the son, the boy keeps sneaking out, like at oh, night, and they they end yeah. up following him and finding this like camp of children that he's been mm-hmm. bringing food to. Sorry, that was the I like suddenly gotcha. remembered that whole thing is how they find all of those other kids. Oh, right in the heartstrings. Right in the heartstrings, oh, indeed. Yeah. I have I have one more street urchin and that I don't know if you I know you read the first one. It's Say You'll Be My Lady by Kate Pembrook. I don't know if you I have not um, read that one yet. Yeah, so it's the second one. Um mm-hmm. after the other one, not the kind of Earl You Marry. Um so this one, Jem, the little street urchin, is just adorable. Um, the little street I, urchin. The little street urchin. Street like, rat. I don't buy that. This is our second Aladdin reference of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Rather Why are you just me. singing the whole song? <laughs> I don't know. Oh God, I love Aladdin. Um, I think he's rather tasty. Is that where you were? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Gee, I think he's rather tasty. I mean, and he is. That animated man was so fine. <laughs> he was. I love that movie. Um. Uh. So the they like found the kid. In, like, a backyard? It, it. I read it so long ago. I think the heroine had a child who was taken from her, and she was never – she never found that child. So that was, like, mm-hmm. her traumatic backstory, I think. And so I think when they found this child, I thought it was going to be hers for some reason, but it, it wasn't. It was just um, mm. a similar age and whatever. But they rescue the, ch- the child. I don't know if, like, the mother had, like – died or I don't, I don't know um but he was adorable and it was so sweet and at one point he just like goes off walking with one of their like parents like the i think the heroine's father or something and he's like go off walking and weeping. oh little gem he is so cute um every time um, sebastian yeah uh i can never kingston the duke of kingston at that mm-hmm. point went off with his little grandchildren yeah goodbye. Or um, what book was it when the little um uh, was it Merritt's little breadcrumbs under the um in Westcliff's study oh yeah it when was you, in, like, was it in mind till midnight that first half i think so i think so because you like because i think that's little, the one like, where crumbs. he has the kid Ugh. or like her little like dolls and things that yeah were in there yeah that hurt that up mm. yeah mm. Mm-mm, westcliff mm-mm. their kids good dad Ooh. and good mom um, of course i also i have i have one late addition to the um single mom or single parent sure um so 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 forever your rogue i've talked about it a lot 
Oh, um, I need to read so this it, book. Yeah. So if, well, it's it's so long. So I yeah. understand. Um, and there's no audiobook yet. I feel like the, they may make one at some point. I don't know. Um, but it's another guardianship situation where the um the heroines Cora, her husband dies. Thank God. Um, he's terrible. And then his like terrible relations want custody of the children and they don't trust her because now she's a single immoral woman having these children and they're like, that can't stand. And so then Cora goes to the only person she can think of and he is the worst possible option because he is the most scandalous rake ever on that side of the Thames and literally, um, he's a terrible option. So she has to like restore his entire reputation before she can even like deign to marry this man because like she's like she needs they're like it's like a fake engagement Mm -hmm. so you like pretend that he's courting her which in all other you know men that may be fine but he's literally so bad (laughs) and like the book is so long because like his growth is Mm -hmm. so great from start to finish um and so you see him start to like know her children and stuff and there's one part um, where the little girl is afraid of dogs and because like of a bad traumatic history and so at one party nate and cora and the children are there and then he like someone says that there are dogs and he's like <gasps> she hates like she's scared of dogs and he like goes and runs and like she runs into his arms and, like protects her it was yeah it did a, it did a lot of things to me screaming crying, he's, growing up he's he's a very intense girl dad um I love it was it. just i know it like oh god it was good and i i liked the custody battle in that one because honestly a lot of it just happened off page um i also which speaking I was of with. like girl dad as a concept cringe but mm-hmm. do i do i love seeing historical men with their daughters yes mm-hmm. um and their sons any babies mm-hmm. really any <laughs> yeah. and all of them this episode I, just literally all of them yeah any and all children i think about and it doesn't really count because it's just like a throwaway moment and i think it's mine till midnight where mm-hmm. you see like sebastian and evie come with phoebe mm-hmm. um like when she's still very little and yep. there's that little passage about like he like spoils the hell out of her and like dotes on her and anytime like he is like one of the only like yeah. she'll go to him and she'll immediately calm down if she's crying mm-hmm. and he'll just like coo in her ear and be like oh my darling like who's dared to upset you like <laughs> yes my little princess how dare Ooh. they oh the insolence ah uh, ah uh, yeah i it that was it that was when i ceased to function as a human being um mm-hmm. Well, and also Sebastian, even in his own book, just, like, loves women and not in, like, a gross way, but, like, genuinely, like, his mother and his sisters Mm -hmm. who passed, like, just loves women and, like, really appreciates them. So, like, seeing him with Evie and then with his daughter. He's also – multiple people Mm -hmm. in the Wallflowers say it, but he's one of them that, like, when he has a daughter, he's like, well, I'm destined to be loved by many red-haired women. Yes. (laughs) King. Yes. Yes. Oh, and I love him for it. Uh, that doesn't really ooh. count because it's just like a moment with his kids for this episode, mm. I mean, but oh, mm-hmm. worth mentioning. There's another one that I'm now kind of thinking about. It's kind of like tangential to the um, the Felicia Grossman one that you mentioned mm-hmm. um, where he like really wants a family. Um, kind of 
separate from that, but still kind of related. Um, in Seducing a Stranger by Kerrigan Byrne, spoilers for this book, um, just skip ahead to the next book if you don't want to hear them. Um, but basically, <laughs> I love this book. Um, she really just, she's engaged to this guy she doesn't want to marry. So she's like, I'm going to go um, to the stags of St. James and I'm going to go find myself a prostitute and I'm going to go get dick down. Um, to like, like, I want my, I want to lose my virginity on my terms. So she goes, she finds this guy into the gardens or wherever, um, or like the pleasure gardens. I don't know. He's all dressed in black for all intents and purposes. He looks like a prostitute, I guess. Uh, he's not, he's an undercover inspector. I love and- mistaken prostitutes. Oh, <laughs> looking oh, yeah. at you suddenly you. Oh yeah. That one is so fun. Another one with pregnancies. Um, so <laughs> So she comes up to him. She's like, hi, I'd like to buy your services. You look very handsome. And he's like, what? Um, and he just honestly just goes along with it. He's like, because he was he's like cel- been celibate for a while. He's got some trauma. Um, and they just fully bang it out on that bench. And it was hot. A lot of times <laughs> you get like falsely promised, like I'm going to go be ruined. And then she's not ruined until like 200 pages later. No, honey was ruined. And she was also impregnated. <laughs> but not but, only was she ruined. But but wait until you hear the rest of it. Oh. So they so she they don't know each other's names. They go their separate ways. They're both thinking about each other. On the day of her wedding, her husband or her like husband to be gets murdered. She is the top suspect in his <gasps> murder. So this inspector has to then go and solve this crime where she's number one suspect he sees her he's like oh my god and then she realizes she is (laughs) she is pregnant so then he's like we have to get married it's a whole convoluted thing it's great but in relation to that he is just very excited to have a kid like there's like a whole quote like about because his past and just how having a kid is just like very emotional for him um and how he just was gonna like love this child and is just that book is so much fun. That series is wild. Um, there were some really good ones that I loved in it, but that one was just so much fun. I did not expect <laughs> like the sex scene at the beginning was crazy. And then also to just have her <laughs> almost convicted of murder. And then the secret baby, like it's just, mm, mm. you know what other books have like a, like heroes that are excited to have kids. I can't remember specific, but several of Beverly Jenkins, because they have heroes whose, like, families have been, like, I think Captured is maybe one of them, Mm -hmm. where, like, they are very excited to have, like, like, it's very exciting for them to have, like, the the first freeborn child in their family since, Mm -hmm. like, enslavement. And Mm -hmm. so there are several. I'm trying to think of, like, specific ones. Yeah. Um... And now I'm like fully blanking. Forbidden might have been one of them, because wasn't Ryan? Ryan was a former slave. Mm-hmm. Gosh, uh, it wasn't that long oh, ago, but I. I'm like fully blanking on the specifics, but I know I've read several. Well, and Wild Rain is one that I read that was kind of interesting because Spring is a heroine who doesn't want kids, and mm-hmm. that becomes a conversation because his family is like, when you oh, have a kid, yeah. they'll be the first freeborn child. And Spring is like, I don't want kids. I will not be having them. So if that means you mm-hmm. can't be with me, so be it. And it, like, causes – it's not a long fight, and it's not even really a fight. He just doesn't know how to respond, and, like, then mm-hmm. he, he has to go, and there's, like, some drama, but he comes back and is basically like, 
that doesn't matter. Like, I love you. Yeah. Not as a brood mare. Like, I just yeah. love you, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Which is quite lovely. But it reminded me of the other ones where, like, it was very meaningful to have a freeborn child. So I feel like those are ones where they, they really want the kids. Gotcha. Also, Beverly oh. Jenkins heroes just tend to, like, love their wives' children and, like, oh, yeah. imagine, well, like you said, of the, like, little, imagining, mm. like, a little mini version of them. Ugh. That tends to show up in Beverly Jenkins. Mm. Um, on to another category? Or do you oh, have yes. any more urchins? No, I think, I think that. <laughs> I think other all I'm, I'm all out of urchins. <laughs> all out of urchins. <laughs> um, well, I think, I- I'm going to save one of my favorites for last because I have a couple yeah. of good ones that you also, yeah. I'm sure, have. Um, so let's do much younger siblings or half siblings. Uh huh. Okay. Because yes. I mean, first and foremost, we've got Junebug McBride. Yes. Yeah, this is one because I was like in my mind that I have like a category of like cute and prickly, crazy, like sure, like you know, you need the you, you the hero needs the heroine to help deal with yes. the, pr- the prickly sibling who's not pleased. Yes. June so bugs there's both. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, Junebug. I love Junebug. Oh, my queen. My queen. She's so uh, funny. <laughs> um, yeah. She is. I mean, a as a younger sister with. of much mm-hmm. older brothers, truly so relatable of her. I just. I. We need to do an episode on Morgan. It's true. Um, at some point. But yeah, Junebug, she she takes the cake. She's amazing. If you um, don't know, it's marrying or Kit McBride gets a wife and yes. marrying off Morgan McBride. Morgan McBride. She yep. is the little sister who's tired of dealing with her gross older brother mountain <laughs> men. And so she not once but twice <laughs> orders them mail order brides. Orders mail order brides without telling them. I I also you get more of Junebug in the second one because yeah. and I like her relation like I think it was a little bit too much Junebug for me at times mm-hmm. but I do like her relationship with Morgan a lot yeah. because she was so attached to him as opposed to like she loves Kit but she wasn't as well because Morgan is really her father figure right you know she's he's very really... attached to Morgan yeah um yeah. and I I really liked their relationship in that book. Mm-hmm. And it, it tugged on the heartstrings. It did. Because he, he wanted to leave. Like, the premise is that he wants to get out of town. But um, then he keeps, like, when he I finally know. does, and he keeps, like, thinking about Junebug and, like, writing her letters and, like, wanting to tell her about things. I Morgan, weep. like, loves Junebug. <laughs> Stop. I weep. I weep. <sighs> okay, so we've so got that's Junebug. that's my biggest one. But then I have a um, I have Up All Night with a Good Duke. By yes. Amy Rose Bennett, mm-hmm. um, the it's the hero's um, sister, little sister, right? Mm-hmm. And um, she is a little bit prickly at the beginning, like she does not want him, because um, once he gets married to the heroine, are they like, are they getting married or like engaged or something? No, wait, doesn't he hire her as a governess? Is she? Isn't, I think he just hires her as they, a governess. Because they get compromised because they're, oh, they're found on the – I don't remember the plot. Yeah, they're, like, found on the couch, and it was, like, pretty steamy. Oh. And so then she doesn't want – because he needs her to, like, help shape her up for society, I think. So it's, like, kind of the governess. Because she was, like – a yeah. she was um, at a – she worked at a school. 
Yeah, um, and then she was cool. she was let go because she liked to read scandalous gothic novels and stuff. Right, right. Um, or she and quit. so yeah, so she quit. The headmistress was like, "Get rid of those books," and she said, "Actually, you can't fire me. I quit." <laughs> and so then she meets this guy, gives him a blowjob on a train. It's great. And then they get to <laughs> no memory of this. <laughs> like a lot that of the one, things you're saying. That, that one imprinted on my brain. I love um, that. <laughs> and then they get to his estate or wherever. And then his sister is kind of like a little bit of a jerk for half the book. She's sure. got this dancing tutor who is like not good for her. Mm-hmm. The heroine's like stay – like you got to keep them separated. There's um like a governess there who is bad news bears. She's kind of terrible. Um. And so then things happen to the younger sister and then throughout the course of the novel, they start to bond and it's a very loving relationship by the end, which I really appreciated. And that's what I wanted from um, The Reluctant Countess by Eloisa James. I was hoping that that horrible sister would like at some point be happy about having like a a sister again or like Mm -hmm. something and it never happened. And, like, that's – I just was like, what are we doing? And so this book gave me what I needed there, which was just a very, like, wholesome relationship that started out rocky. But, like, they grew um, – because I was annoyed at first with her. But then she you know, kind of realized what she was doing wrong and stuff. And then I don't know if she was in the – because I've read all the books in the series so far. And they're all very good. Um, and they're all – some things from the first one kind of like pop up in the third one in interesting ways. Um, so that's one sip that was, she's like pretty old. Um, she's not like, mm-hmm. she's almost to have her come out. I think. Um, what, what else you got? I've got, um, well, I have one with also kind of older ish siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, once upon a Marquis by Courtney Milan is the mm. first in the worth saga. So this one, I haven't read the second one, but I did read the third, and I've read the various novellas that are in the saga. Mm-hmm. So in the, I read the third one first, and that one is like the youngest brother of the heroine from the first book is like kind of grown. He's not like he's like a young adult, I would say, um, but he's like kind of a side, like he's sailing around the world with the hero of that book. And there's also some really interesting like. The other sister that you meet in the first book has kind of vanished, and he's supposed to be tracking her down for the heroine of the first book, the oldest sister. Mm-hmm. But in reality, he is trying not to find her and make it look like he's looking for her without ever oh. actually finding her, but he keeps accidentally running into her. Like, So there's all these little side interactions, and I was like, mm-hmm. who are these characters? Because <laughs> I read the third one first. I was mm-hmm. like, who are these people? What is going on? So I still haven't read the second book, but I did read the first one and things make more sense now. So it's this family of, it's like three sisters and then a youngest brother. There wasn't, I don't know if he was older. I think he might've been like younger than the heroine, but he was like the oldest of the boys. Um, And before the start of the first book, he and his father stood trial for treason and his best friend testified against him. Uh, and got them convicted and, like, transported, and then they disappeared, I think. Or, like, the father might – I think the father was hanged and the brother was transported or something like that, but then the ship, like, went – he went missing at some point, and no one's heard from him. So I have to assume the brother's coming back at some point, but I don't think he has yet. Um, But they assume he's dead. 
in the aftermath of the, I think the also the mom was either already dead or died shortly after or something. So they're orphaned. The oldest brother is gone. The it's not good. And she had like a kind of young love situation with the brother's best friend who ended up testifying against him and getting oh. him convicted of treason. So uh, Courtney Milan is doing a lot here. And I will say the first book, like, I think the main criticism people have is, like, there's too much happening because there's yeah. so much backstory that you, it like, you have to follow a lot of plot. Mm-hmm. So then you have, she's, now they're living in this very poor neighborhood. She's, like, doing her best. She, like, makes clocks and stuff or, like, little, like, clockwork mm-hmm. things. Um, and then there's the second oldest sister has gone off to live with some relative and they have not heard from her. Uh, they think it was because of like a falling out where like they were supposed to go live with this relative who they'd stayed with before, but he was really nasty to the younger sister who's like kind of neurodivergent in a way. Um, and so they didn't want to go stay with him, but then the other sister ended up going and they haven't heard from her for years. And it turns out he got rid of her years ago, like sent her to this other family to work. And she's gone. They don't know where she is. Like, she's just vanished. So we have one sister is missing. Got John Cena over here. The next youngest. (laughs) The next youngest is, like, very quirky. Like I said, she kind of reads as, like, neurodivergent. Mm -hmm. Like, kind of almost like ADHD, although it's been a minute since I read it, so I could be wrong about that. But she's got a lot going on. She's the one that in the in the third book is, like, running around, disappeared all over the world. And Judith is, like, go track her down. And then you have the youngest brother who starts the book. He's, like, coming back from, I think it's Eaton or something, like, you know, one of those schools, Mm -hmm. and he has been horrendously bullied because uh, their last name is Worth, and they call him Worthless because of the whole, like, his father and brother were convicted of treason. So he has been horrifically bullied. They come out to, like, an effigy of him on their front step. Like, it is fucked. Like, he is having a terrible time, and also the hero comes back and shows up on their front step. (gasps) The drama. Oh, my goodness. This was literally all just the setup of the book. Okay? Oh so, there's a lot going on. I can't even remember what. She has to, like, go. To- no, no, no. This one's just the first oh, book okay. of the series. But she, like, <laughs> needs his help with something. Like, she wants his help. And, like, he's definitely still in love with her. He's also, like, neurodivergent in some way. Mm-hmm. And I think he has some kind of, like, sleep issue or something that his mom is really judging there's like some like different illness and things um anyway but benedict worth comes back and he's like i do not want to go back to that school um absolutely not and he and the sister are like absolute chaos that entire book like afraid to leave them alone she comes back and there's like a million cats and she's like why have you adopted this many cats (laughs) like why do you just have all these kittens and they're like well we found them um it is truly like chaos unleashed on the house when it's the two of them together it's so unhinged and then those younger siblings in the later book are the one that he's supposed to be tracking her down but he's trying to not find her uh it's unhinged damn there's just so much happening i also don't even remember the premise of like why he's come to talk to her and why she needs his help other than like i think she's trying to find the sister oh it's like there's some weird legal stuff with, like, the mm. guardianship of yeah. the other sister was left to, like, someone, but they don't know who. And it's a whole thing. So, yeah. I don't know. I had a good time. I, but chaos. Chaos, indeed. <laughs> Truly. Um, 
I have one that's kind of like along the same lines of a few others. Um, a Duke for Diana by Sabrina Jeffries. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that one a lot. It I had like done it for an arc tour um, and then I read it and I was like, oh my God, this is like very funny and very good. Um, so it's basically just uh, he gets this dukedom. He was like, a, I think he's Scottish and he was not raised to be a duke at all. So he doesn't really want this title. Um, and his sister needs like training to enter society, um, and have a a successful debut. So he hires Diana who has, um, like a company that specializes in that. And so she's basically just like hired to help his sister debut. And then, um, it's kind of like a enemies to lovers. They don't get off on the right foot. Um, and then obviously shenanigans ensue that one was just really fun very light fluffy audiobook um it just kind of blew me away by how good it was i had never read sabrina jeffries before she's like she's been writing for a really long time mm-hmm. um and you could tell that you know like mm-hmm. i think it just really felt like she had a obviously a handle on the stuff like the genre sure um and so that was one that I don't get – I don't see get talked about a lot. Um, I think it's from Kensington, so I do think it's in, like, KU. I think they have all of their, like, um, stuff in Kindle Unlimited, um, hmm. which is nice. And I don't know if the audiobook's there as well. Um, but, yeah, that's a that's one that I need to reread so I can talk about it more in depth in more times because um, it's a hidden gem. Well, my only other one is an all-time favorite. Marrying Winterborn, baby. Mm-hmm. Marrying Winterborn. Mm. I, the, it, well, first of all, just Helen's whole thing is wonderful. Where she seems like kind of spineless when you first meet her. And then yeah, she pulls up and great. is like, nope, going into this rough part of town. We're getting this girl who mm-hmm. I've just discovered is like my half sibling. No idea that she existed, but we're getting her out of that orphanage. And also, I can't tell Reese my engaged or betrothed about it because he despises the man I've just discovered is actually my father secretly, and so he'll never want to see me again. Mm-hmm. So not only do you have him interacting with this little child, which I'll come back to that, but you also have him tracking her down at the train station and delivering one yes. of the most iconic scenes slash lines of all time. See, where I he's like this try it like try and leave me and see how long it takes go to france go anywhere and see how long it takes me to find you not five Five fucking minutes minutes. the way the way the reese winterborn makes me feel the way the cookie crumbled so you get that already the fact that he's like Mm -hmm. i was made like i was made to love every part of you or whatever that line is kegged um or every part of you was made to be loved by me. Mm. That's what it was. Where she was like, but you hate half of me. And he was like, fucking wrong. <laughs> Not a chance. Go get in the carriage. <laughs> so you already have that. And then you have the little scene of him interacting with, uh, she's named Charity. Because mm. that's like a common orphan name. Mm-hmm. And he's like, nope, we're going with the Welsh. Your name is Karis now. Yeah. And I love it. And she does the, like, she, she like, digs around in his pockets and gets the, like, little candies and stuff out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, but if you want more, you have to take a bath. Or no, she she's afraid of water because of how yeah. they've done things in the orphanage. Yep. And they have the, like, he's trying to negotiate with her. And he's mm-hmm. like, let's try putting, like, soap in it so it makes the mm-hmm. bubbles. 
and he's like there will be just a tiny little bit of water and then this much bubbles and she like pushes or no this much water yeah then she, she like, like pushes his hands <laughs> together and he's like a born negotiator like <laughs> he's so funny He's another one that it's like a very matter of fact approach to kids, yeah. kind of like Tom Severin, where he's just like speaking to her like a little adult, and it unlocks huh. something in me. We need to do an episode on that series. That's true. Um, I just that scene where she's watching him interact with Garrus. Oh, uh, because I have a question for you about it, but I suppose we should just wait until we do the episode. No, because now I want to know the question. Well, mine is just like, do you, which book do you like better, Winterborn or oh, Devil's Jesus Daughter? Right. <laughs> Because, like, for me, mine is very... This well, is my just... Sophie's choice. <laughs> this is your Sophie's choice. Because I was, like, thinking about it. I was like, wait. You have West Ravenel and you have Reese Winterborn in the same series. So you don't have to answer it now. You can West think Ravenel about it. West Ravenel or Reese Winterborn? Um, yes. <laughs> Final answer. <laughs> the, why, the why choose romance. We've all can been you waiting imagine? For. That would not be a good pairing. No. That that would be frightening. <laughs> I don't even know what those dynamics would be, but not good. I should go back and write some fan fiction and report oh, to the class. God. That would be a writing exercise. A why choose romance <laughs> with a self-insert West Ravenel and Reese Winterborn. The two most opposite oh, men in that series. Oh god, that would be a good time. Um, the next one I have is Duke Most Wicked by Lenora Bell. Um, the the hero is a rake. He is a scoundrel. He's also got a few siblings. Um, he's there's one who is definitely like already debuted. There's one who is like making her debut, and then there's one who's a little bit too young. There may be another one. Um, they really reminded me of the kids from like Overboard or Nanny McPhee or Triple by the Dozen. They were just very chaotic. Um, at he like needs money. the The heroine is their um, music teacher, and he hasn't paid her in like a year. She's down bad. She's got a real bad crush. I felt Aww. her. I felt her so bad. She needed the money because her father was losing his eyesight, so he couldn't write all the symphonies and stuff that he was promising people. So then she was doing it, but she was also teaching his shit, like or his siblings. What's but then obviously, she, what did you say? Uh, Duke Most Wicked by Lenora Bell. Okay. Um, it's a was it? It's a Little Mermaid retelling. Um, gender swapped where um, he is kind of like Ariel and then she is kind of like Eric. Oh my yeah. god. But then the drama. I know. Well, my review starts oh, because oh, I thought it was Snow White and I was okay. picking up a lot of Snow White references and I messaged Lenora. I'm like, what is going on? And she's like, it started as Snow White. I morphed it into Little Mermaid, so you were finding, like, the Snow White references. And I was like, good, because I was very confused. Because the first book is Beauty and the Beast. Um, The Love is a Rogue. So that's Beauty and the Beast, gender swapped. And then um, you've got uh, The Devil's Own Duke, which is Cinderella, gender swapped. And then this one, which is Little Mermaid. Um, I love Lenora Bell. I've said it many times. Um, God, we need to do it. We need to do a fairy tale um, retelling episode too. Well, there I'm are getting so many. ready to do my like fearless recommendations. <sighs> yeah, and I'm like trying to inhale fairy tale retellings because that's the like magical yeah. album. It's fine. Gotcha. 
It's going to be very um, <laughs> You're going to see my reading roundup, and it's like Eloisa James, Karis Michaels, apparently these Lenora Bell. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, great. You're in for a good time because the, all of those books, I love them. Um, Fearless is my favorite album. I love the deluxe platinum Taylor's version, which has like 30 songs on it. Not just the original Fearless, not like, just the original Fearless. Let me just platinum. If you what can see on the oh, wall. Oh, yes, I can. I sure can. <laughs> By record. I see your player. record. Uh huh. That makes my heart I'm happy. Like, time to listen to that on a loop to find the thematic ties. Yep. It's the one anyway. in my car. Oh. Um, so yeah. So he has to get married. Um, he f- picks out a fiance and um halfway through <laughs> I was like start- I was like, should I be annoyed at this? No, because it was hilarious. Um the daughters or not the daughter, his siblings just really cause a lot of chaos and ruckus for this intended. And then the way that their engagement is broken up is quite funny. Um, and it's her name is Vanessa, which ties into The Little Mermaid. Right. Um, and just kind of like how – so she kind of gets her whole – it's it just – it was fun. Um, she's a great writer, and the audiobook was really nice. And um, yes, so there's that. And then I suppose we have Matilda Halifax – um, yes, because that's his little sister, right? Yes, who needs the painting instructor? Mm-hmm. I think. I think so. Um, I think it's his. I think it's his sibling. Um, I think it's not his daughter, is it? I don't know, cause he, yeah, uh, because she's kind of jealous, or well, no, she well, she thought that uh, Matilda was there for her to be her friend, right? And then she was like ticked off when she found uh, Matilda. And Christian, like together, it's his sister. I just it's his sister. The, okay, searched the PDF. Nice. Um, that's why I love ebooks. Searching is so lovely. Um, so we've got or that PDF one ebook. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do I? I think I have a few siblings. Uh, yeah. Do I have any more siblings? Siblings. Please, siblings. sir. May I have some more? Okay, so this one I still have to talk about. Okay. Um, so then this one, A Kiss to Remember by Teresa Medeiros. Um, I've talked about it before. But basically, um, it's amnesia. He has a very traumatic history with his parents. They, like, basically sold him to be a duke because um, he was, like, the last heir of um, this crusty old duke. And... Um, at, in the prologue, you see his mother and father, like, give him up to this terrible man because he needs an heir and then the trauma is real because he like looks at his mom he's like you're giving me away and she's like sobbing and so he has a lot of unresolved issues and um in the future don't he's been um in the future the heroine has been writing to him on behalf of his mother and he doesn't answer any of the letters finally she's like hi your mother died you're a shitty son she's been asking for you thank you very much just wanted to let you know so then he gets all angry and he's like i'm gonna go um to my childhood home where these people are living um and i'm gonna evict them and i'm gonna take back the house um he gets into a horse accident he gets chucked across a stream he's unconscious he's also hot um and so the heroine he's stumbles unconscious. upon him. he's also hot <laughs> it's relevant because the heroine stumbles upon him unconscious but also hot and she's like wow 
I need to keep this house because this guy is coming to take it from me. And the only way I can keep it that was willed to me is if I'm married. I'm so sorry, but unconscious but also hot is also the premise of The Duke Undone by Joanna Lowell. Yes. He also is unconscious (laughs) but hot. And that's critical, both for the fact that he's unconscious and that he's hot. There's there's another one. Um, I don't know what it was, but that's a, it's a common. It's more common than you thought. Unconscious and hot. It's the Snow White premise. <laughs> it's more common than you think. Um, and so then she's like, "I need a husband because once I'm married, I can have this house, and my siblings, this is the tie, have um, a home." And so this guy wakes up and she's like, hi, you're my fiance. We've been looking for you. And he's like, well, that's suspicious, but okay, um, let's go home. And so then she gets home and she has told, she has to tell all of her, well, I mean, he, I think she like drags him and then he like wakes up in the bed. But um, she tells her all these people in the house, like her siblings and the workers, she's like, hey, we need to pretend this guy is my fiance. You guys have to pretend to know him because we need to keep this house um she doesn't know that he's the one who's coming to take the house away and the siblings are hilarious because it's like a boy and a girl the boy's a little bit older than the girl the girl just wants to kill him she is like i do not want my sister to have to marry this man i think that's bad so i'm going to plot his murder she tries to poison him little girls are so (laughs) scary and unhinged yes it was hilarious she's like she got close. Like, she tried to push, like, a gargoyle off a fucking church on his head. She tried to poison him. And then she ended up poisoning the sister. So many things. The little brother was, like, there was, like, an arrow that almost hit him. Like, he kind of reformed a little bit faster than the little sister. But, uh, yeah. They were Hellions, and it was very fun. Well, and the hero. Adams. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. There's um, another, we'll get to her in a second, but another... <laughs> child on our list with Wednesday Adams energy oh absolutely just fascination with death (laughs) we'll get there Um, and so this one was it was just so much fun um because the hero his entire thing throughout the book was that the heroine is like no we're celibate we're waiting till marriage and he literally is like that's suspicious like (laughs) I don't feel in my bones that I would be a celibate person. He said that like, doesn't track. The math <laughs> yeah. isn't mathing. He's like, you are so hot. Why would I have waited? I have done you such a great disservice because you are literally so beautiful. Why? What is wrong with me? What was I doing? Like, why did you put up with me? He was so confused because he's like, I just want to have sex with you. Like, that's really what I want. And I don't know why we haven't done it yet. And you did not believe that they hadn't had sex because he's like, you are literally like gorgeous. I cannot like, why was I like that? Um, that's embarrassing. It's a great book. It doesn't have an audiobook, so you have to read the e- ebook. <laughs> that's embarrassing. <laughs> he was embarrassed. He's like, I owe you an apology. Like, that's not how you should be treated. <laughs> you should be like revered. Like, what? <laughs> what was I going through? Um. So yeah. Uh. That one is worth an ebook read without the audiobook. Um, and it was just hilarious. I think I like docked it a little bit because it was just so fucking sad with like his childhood drama. Um, but it's still a really funny book aside from all of that. And I yeah, what a what a book. Um 
but I think that's all of the sibling ones. So now we move on to the category that I have one, but then I well, so I have three total: one that's kind of meh, and two that are perhaps some of my favorite children in all of historical romance that I've read so far. Yeah. Okay, kick us off. Um, Well, the one that's not well. What's the what's the theme? I guess. Oh, I'm sorry. Wards. Wards. (laughs) Wards. Wards. Um. So the first one is uh. The 40-Day Governess by... Ooh, yeah. I actually don't remember who the author is, and I didn't write it down. The 40-Day Governess, it's one of the love and color... We have it on our Goodreads. Yeah, it's one of the... Because uh, I've talked about it before. It's one of the Regency yeah. and Color novellas. Um, I sure spelt 40 with a U. That's embarrassing for me. <laughs> um, <sighs> it, the, it's not... It's a novella... Mary Farmer. Yes. Um, it's the first one of those that I have read so far that I like actually really quite enjoyed. Um, mm-hmm. it's one that he, the hero, I think it's his nieces that he ends up inherit. like both of them are, are they're orphaned and he ends up ha- getting custody of them and he has to come to, I think it's Jamaica to like come collect them mm-hmm. and they are like little hellions and they're getting ready to leave. And their governess quits. She's like, I simply can't. Um, and he's like, well, shoot, I need a governess. And the guy he's visiting is, he has this uh, housekeeper who's very mm-hmm. clearly his illegitimate daughter. And everyone knows it, but no one talks about it. Um, mm-hmm. And she's, uh, I think, black, Jamaican. Like, she's from the mm-hmm. island. Um, and so his whole thing is they're like, it's like a 40-day boat ride back to England he just kind of sends her off, which is kind of like a rough betrayal for her because she was planning on staying here and she finds out he's planning on getting married and hasn't told this other woman about his illegitimate illegitimate daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, go be the governess for the like 40 days ship ride, whatever. Um, and then like there's some other aristocrats on the boat. So like uh, this guy's going to the hero is going to be trying to marry her because he does he he didn't expect to inherit he doesn't know how to be an aristocrat so he needs like a good wife so he's going to be trying to marry this lady who's been widowed Um, and you can try to like get in her good graces and be her housekeeper when you get back to England this mm-hmm. is the plan so they get on a ship and she's their governess for those 40 days and uh, they're super into each other they bang it out during a storm at sea because they, like, kind of think the ship's going to go under. Like, they kind of are like, we're going to die, so we might as well have sex. Like, that's the energy. <laughs> um, Let's do it for our country. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And also there are these, like, fun, chaotic little girls who she's, yeah. like, got charge of. <sighs> They're just causing chaos and wreaking havoc. Ruckus. So that's my novella. Amazing. And then, I mean, we both have my other two, so I don't know if you have any others that I, I have haven't a few. read. I sure do. Um, well, you, I know you're going to be reading this because you're doing fairy tale stuff, and I pray to the sweet baby Jesus that you like it because there's nothing more that I want on this earth than to do an episode on it. A Duchess by Midnight by Sharis Michaels. If you like the other books in the series, we can sure do a full episode on all the books. Uh, but A Duchess by Midnight, it's like quickly becoming one of my just favorite historical romance novels. I just, I love it so much. Um, the hero, um, his sister brings in, so he's basically got two wards now. Um, they're a little bit older and they were in a cult. I've said it before. It's wild. So they're dealing with like trauma from this cult. Drew was, um, 
one of the evil stepsisters in like a Cinderella like kind of like twist. She's still like uh, has a relationship with Cinderella, uh, who married the prince. So then the Cinderella sets her up basically with this duke and is like, "Hey, Drew needs um, these wards to train and go into society for her business." The duke just owes a favor to the prince that he's like going to school with or something, um, and so they're kind of like forced together. And the daughters, um, one of them is um, like the one who really wants to debut and she's like the beauty and she is a little bit of a hellion. And then there's the other one who's like more bookish and quiet. And it's just his relationship with them is just so sweet. Um, it kind of reminds me of the Christina Britton one just a little bit. Um, and then like the their mother's relationship with them is very interesting because – she's like a good mother but then she was also like in this cult so she has to work through all of that all the stuff you learn um the bird watching because drew just loves bird watching and then like the bird watching scene is just one of the most iconic things like i've ever read um they get compromised so they have to get married as you do it's just it's just so much fun um they like sneak a quickie at the palace it's just you know it's a great book and it's just the cover is beautiful. Like, it's the full package in my mind. Um, it's funny. It's emotional. And, God, the birds. It's got to be quiet because the birds. Um, do I have any other ones that are uh, warts? Uh, that one we're talking about. That one's kind of a different thing. Okay, I think we can just go into the one that you're – or the next one, I guess, that you want to talk about. Uh, well, so one that it also fits into the younger siblings yeah. category, although that uh, it's not really a spoiler because you know, but like, well, yeah, you you know, yeah, he's he's like being very dramatic about it, right? But there's some but like cover know. for it, it. It's like very shady how these children came into existence. Essentially, yes. um, it's yes. not good. Uh, but that is some dukes have all the luck by christina britain mm-hmm. which is another mm-hmm. forever book um i mean haven't we talked about this before oh and the love yeah in the so in we've the definitely Saint patrick's day we've talked about it before so i guess we don't have to say too much mm-hmm. but i just simply love i mean the whole reason for the marriage of convenience is to get a mother for these mm-hmm. three girls which already is fun because you have like the two younger ones who are yep. very close and then the older one Ugh, who's really struggling that hurt regina there are, like, Ugh. three different quotes from this book. The one where she, like, makes a friend for the first time and doesn't know what to do with yes. it. And he turns uh, to uh, Bronwyn and is, like, 16 mm-hmm. years old and never had a friend. Can you believe that? And she says, yes, I can. Or, like, I I, I can very well or something like that. And you're, like, oh, 16 and never had a friend. Uh, so, like, there's that. And then also she's the one who had to go to him because the other two ran away. Yeah. And so, so, like, so the, she had to so go the to him. two siblings are angry at her. So then she is like dealing with the loss of their parents and that sadness. And, and then she like just wants having, to be close to them ugh. but doesn't know how. No. And, and then, then the just two, the like they're all just yearning for a family. Every single character yes, in that that's, wants a family. That's, that's kind of how the Duchess by Midnight too. Like the two wards like don't think that he cares about them. Like they don't, mm. but they want him to care. And so like that, it's like very emotional. Sure. Um, when he kind of realizes that. And so that reminded me of this one mm-hmm. where they were just like, please don't let him go away again. Like, 
Yeah. Katie well, and then Spade. the hero doesn't want anyone to realize the association between yeah. him and the wards for their production, but also be- for mm-hmm. his own. And so, like, he tries to, and he thinks it's better to just like leave them in his house and go do his thing, and they like are acting out and can't keep it. Gu- it's very Sound of Music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, "I'll just marry somebody." Maybe a mother will deal with them better. And Bronwyn is like, well, you know what we're going to do is we're going to hang out as a family. <laughs> like, family because Bronwyn is Maria fun, fun, Von Trapp. Fun. She said, we are all <laughs> hanging out together. We are all going to the beach to collect fairy stones. So the other ones that These make me cry is when the one of the girls like writes in. She's oh, writing God. in his mother's diary, like his dead mother. That's how they ended up on the yeah. island stand in the first place because they read in the diary. Don't remind me that it's like his mother's property <sighs> on this island, and so he ends up getting like someone brings him this diary, mm. and so he's mm-hmm. reading like all the entries of them, like having like, and she's like, oh, like Ash and like took us to go do this thing, and like she's writing about how much fun they had and how wonderful it is, and then there's the entry for the day that he left, and she's like. Like, we must have wished on the fairy stones wrong. Like, Ash has yeah. gone away. Like, we must have done something wrong. Yeah. It hurt. And you're, it like, sobbing. Because mm. they all just want a family so badly. Him. And these little girls think that they did something to drive something him wrong. Away. And then he was, like, crushed when he... Oh, my God. We're all yeah. crushed. We're Every all single crushed. character, we're all crushed. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I have a lot of feelings. I just love the family in that book. Yeah. Yeah, that hurt. In a good way. It in hurts. In a great way. It hurt so good. Okay, John Cougar Mellencamp. They just all love each other so much. They just want to be loved. Ugh. And then I guess the one everyone's probably yeah. all been waiting for. Of course. I mean, I have, a, I have a few more, but like that one. <laughs> what do you mean you have a few more? Well, there are a few. There are a few more. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but before we get to that, Governor's Game. A Governor's Game by Tessa Dare. Just the funniest children in romance. Funniest goddamn children ever. I Roman didn't even Millicent. love like the core romance. Like it was good. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. I have nothing to say. There was it. one there was one too many breakups. Like one too many. Yeah, like, I think if it had just yeah. been them, I would have been like, meh. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. The sheer number of doll funerals. Uh, <laughs> that Millicent went through it. <laughs> Millicent really did. <gasps> Rest in peace, Queen. You deserve it. The Black Plague. Pox. Truly like she was what down a Wednesday Adams character. Mm-hmm. I can't remember her name, but the the girl. Yeah, not a clue. Well, I mean they're both girls, but thing. the younger one. Mm-hmm. Um She's so it, funny. Every time they like opened their eyes and the older one was there and would just be like the plague and then walk out. <laughs> and he's You're like, expected at the funeral. He gets up in the middle of the night, eulogizes them, writes. <laughs> no, it's the way he like fully commits to it. Uh, like he's with so a exasperated, straight face, but he's gives in, a like, eulogy. He loves them. This, like, uh, rake who's building Chase, his, like, Raynaud. sex dungeon. Like, he really is. It, it really, as soon as we saw him eulogize. Mm-hmm. The first time. Like, get up, be like, ugh, not again, and then pull up, eulogize with a straight face. 
Like, king? <laughs> king, indeed. I was not ready for that book. I mean, neither oh, was and, I. And while we're, I mean, there was a cute kid in book one. Because it was the, when he was the vigilante, oh. kind of. <laughs> yeah, that kid. <laughs> so there was that kid. And, get this, there was another kid in book three, but that kid was a goat. A baby oh goat. Oh, God. <laughs> Kids in romance, everybody. You know what? Uh, Dukes do it better on this list for the single mom. Also has baby goats in nappies. Three Dukes and a goat. <laughs> oh my god like three men and a baby nice that's yeah thank you nice um so yeah there's a kid and um that hero sticks his entire elbow up that goat to retrieve that kid ha- bonds with that kid and he now sure it's does. his kid he sure does <laughs> three dukes and a kid is the alternate name for that tessa dare series <laughs> that girl yes. meets duke yes Three dukes because he's not his he's not even a duke but his last name is duke so he gets right. a pass gabriel duke i believe it is um i just nothing was better than all of those men in that room like ash was just spurting shakespeare quotes you have chase just being like i'm not shoving my arm up that goat and gabriel being like god i love her i will shove my arm up this goat and now I have a kid. I, whatever it was where they like looked and all like <laughs> one of them started like like gagging. Well, because Chase, Chase, I think Chase was like, I will do it. Like she just, Alex had a baby. I have seen this. He's like, oh God, no. I, I think it was that and not Emma, but it could have also been Ash. I don't quite know. No, um, I feel like Ash was like, no. He was, he was out of it from the start. He was like, you Gurvy ridden cur, like God. Um, yeah, I just love that series for the vibes. It's not my favorite Tessa Dare series, um, and I don't know something about it though was just so fun. <laughs> I mean, um, really, it was like the cat in the first one, uh huh, deranged children. In the second uh-huh. one, who really just wanted to be like, oh, also when she like looks in the trunk and uncovers the like, uh, the pack that the older one has been like, oh god, because they do, because they, they run they away, run away, and then one gets, but hurt she's been like saving and like packing this thing just in case, and yeah. you're like, oh, my little heart can't take it, um, yeah, yep, oh, yep. The kids um, in historical romance will make you feel some things. They may be funny, but by God, they will <laughs> they will make you feel something. They will have you weeping on the ground. Because the way that Chase God, like why. loses his mind when they uh-huh. run away. Uh-huh. She is cutting her tinsel right now. I'm so sorry. I, I got am, really, really I'm in, like, I'm invested. Distracted because they were longer than the other pieces of hair. And it was No, like, I see it. I see it on the camera. It was driving very me brave. crazy. I just pull it out and cut it a little. It just if there was a scissors next to my hair, I would There's still one longer. Yeah. Yep, yep. I see it. <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry. Awesome. Uh, hair appointment was... complete. <laughs> that was just it was really gonna bother me. <laughs> I, like, could not think about anything else. <laughs> no, I feel that. Um, 
I don't know what else I'm feeling. I don't remember. Um, so I guess that, that concludes, like, that section. And, um, I have a few miscellaneous, but before that, we've got the hero is vexed by a kid. Oh, yeah. And and this is also Tessa Dare. It's the one I've talked about. Okay. Um, it's, do you want to start a scandal? So basically, it's, like I said, it's, like, the last book in, like, two series. It, like, combines two. And you've seen, um, Charlotte's mother throughout the series like being very marriage-minded like really wanting to force relationships um so charlotte knows that her mother they're going to this house party she knows that her mother is going to try to um get this uh i think he's like an earl he's like a lord right he's like an earl i think um so she like goes to him she's like hey dude I just want to let you know, it's, like, the middle of the night in a study. Um, she, like, finds him, like, messing with a desk in, like, the Lord of the Manor's, like, office. And she's, like, hey, I just want to let you know my mom is going to try to, like, force us to get married. Like, I don't want that. You don't want that. But, like, you need to be aware. Like, stay away from her. Like, she's going to force this. He's, like, what are you talking about? This is suspicious. And then they hear um, people coming in. So then they have to hide in this, like, window um, seat. And then people just start having, like, raucous sex right on the desk. Sure. And so then Charlotte's like, what is happening? Piers is like, ha, 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 this is intriguing um, that I'm with this very lovely and supple young lady. Um, <laughs> Not supple. And-, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then they're, they just hear Fifty Shades of Sex going on. Sure. And um, she smells the perfume. A garter is left behind um and so there's like a mystery of who it was because once they like step out of the window seat and the people leave this kid runs in and he is screaming bloody murder about the murder noises that he heard he's like murder noises that man was murdering her and he like describes obviously sex noises so everyone in the house like comes into the study and they're like well you were trying to murder her sexually as in, you guys were, like, having a tryst. Well, that's... You, you're getting married now, right? And so Charlotte is like, I know. And he's like, yeah, okay. We're, we're engaged. Um, so she, the entire book, tries to figure said, out... Well, you are very <laughs> supple. <laughs> oh, I had to have been one of his top three thoughts. I, I can't. I can't lie to you. So the entire book is her trying to figure out who this couple was so that they can confess and, like, prove that they weren't having a tryst. So they don't have to get married. She wants her freedom. Meanwhile, he's like slowly falling in love with her. And he's like, I actually don't want this to like engagement to end. I want to get married. And it's a whole thing. Um, But the little kid puts Piers through his paces. This kid is like, he just thinks he's a murderer. He's like, murder noises. You have murdered her. Why are you doing this? He like foils because Piers is a spy. He's an undercover spy. <laughs> Have to add that in there. So then he's like foiling all of Piers's like spy maneuvers. <laughs> I, and this kid like he like whacks Piers with like a big old stick. And Piers is like, I kind of want to whack you with the stick, but I can't because you're a kid. It's hilarious. He was completely vexed by that child, um, Edward or Edmund or something. Um, it was just well, you so know, funny. little kids named Edmund are always out here causing trouble. <laughs> Oh, All for the Turkish the... Delight and for what? Turkish Delight isn't even very good. I've never had that. I do not know what it is. Like, I've heard of it, but... It's like a little candy thing. Huh. Intriguing. 
Um, so that one is his own category. Um, That's fair. I, vexing child. Vexing child, because he truly did not know what Tag to yourself. do. <laughs> Tag yourself. We're vexing um, children. Children. Like, he had no clue what to do with that kid. Um, and he was so exasperated. Um, Honestly, that's only, kind of yeah. the Duchess deal also. Yeah. Didn't Ash, like, not really know what he, to do he did not. Him? He did not want an assistant vigilante. No. Kind of like the Incredibles with Syndrome. <laughs> but, like, yeah, this, this poor exactly kid. He, he didn't go on to cause mass chaos no. and murder and he helped. destruction. Um, he was just a cute kid. Um, also, he went he's to- not a kid, but um, Sunshine, J- Jason Sunshine oh. from the Gunslinger series. Yep. He, yep. again, not a kid. Hitched that's an gunslinger. adult man. But, like, he's same vibes. Kid vibes. He's, like, like the just- fun sidekick. I yeah. love him. Puppy dog. I, like- I want him to have his own book. I, want, I would read I want it. his book. It's I adore be- Sunshine. Uh, he's so that- funny. The way he just keeps agree. popping up and Gray is, like, I'm gonna kill you. Like, why are you? Why are you here? And the way he's just so happy to be there, I love him. <laughs> I, um, I I can't I can't deny that. Um, re- so I have like one miscellaneous that doesn't really have its own category, I guess. Sure. Um, regarding the Duke by Grace Calloway, um, it's amnesia. So. In the previous book, you see this Duke get, like, kind of grazed in the head by a bullet. And he gets knocked out. Um, and that happens, like, 30% into this book. Because he's, like, a very reserved husband. Um, he They only have sex on Wednesdays. Um, he doesn't really, like, he's not effusive with his, with his love. He doesn't know his kids. Like, they love him and he loves them. But he just thinks that his wife is for, um, you know she should be respected and not i don't know taken very aggressively from mm-hmm. behind over a desk um and so they've only had like one very like crazy sexual encounter when he was drunk and his wife gabriella she was real into it but she was also really confused she's like he's never done it wasn't wednesday i don't know what was into him um but it was fun and so then he gets hit on the head he gets amnesia he comes back and one, not only is he, like, very sexually, like, skilled, like, he, like, shows her in all these different ways. He's like, I was wrong, apparently. Like, if I, if you told me we were only making love on Wednesdays, I'm going to fix that. And now it's going to be all the time. Um, but two, he was, like, repairing his relationship with his children. Um, and, like, he got to, like, bond with them all over again in, like, a very sweet way. Mm-hmm. And so, like... They were his children. They weren't wards. Like, you know, they were like older, like maybe like six or eight or something like that. Um, But it was just very sweet to see them have kind of like their old version of their father and then their new one. And then kind of like once he got his memories back and how we kind of like reconciled all of it. Mm -hmm. Um, That one's my favorite of the series, just the amnesia and everything. I just loved it. Um, But it was so sweet to see him like get that relationship back um and then two others that i forgot to mention in the single parent one were what a difference a duke makes by lenora bell he's a firefighter hot who knew there were firefighters in historical romances he's like creating his own like fire like like 
mobile like water hose thing mm-hmm. so that's his whole thing throughout the book um and he basically needs um a governess to corral his crazy children i was like saving it for like a prickly crazy kids segment um but that ah. kind of like got absorbed elsewhere yep. yeah um and so they were just kind of like hellions and they also like gave her hell um in a fun and endearing way um so that one was great and then the scoundrel's daughter by Anne gracie Mm. Um, it's part of a series. I don't see that one talked about a lot. It's by Berkeley. Um, so basically this woman's horrible husband has died. She's like 36 and not sad about it. But then she's getting blackmailed, um, because she like had sent some letters or something. And so the blackmailer, um, is like, Hey, I have a daughter. You need to launch her into society and I won't, um, release these letters. So then um, she tries to find, like, so it's, like, a twofold situation because the daughter does not want this. Um, So, like, she's bonding with her in that sense. But then um, the lord that she's trying to set her up with has a friend who is a dilf. He's got, like, three kids. He's single, ready to mingle. Um, And then that, so there's, like, two romances. There's um, the lord and then lucy the daughter of the blackmailer and then there's the heroine and um hit her dilf lover i don't know <laughs> um classic I, <laughs> I need to reread them those dilf lovers i really did enjoy them i think it was when berkeley like sent they sent out one of their like influencer things and was like here like they make your selection and I had selected the second book in that series, so I went back and read the first one, which was this one, and I had a really good time with it. Um, so I was like happy that I picked the second one. Um, both of them were very good. Pretty much and- the entire time you were talking, I was thinking about how Sebastian, when he was the Duke of Kingston, is now a gilf. Stop. <laughs> He's a grandfather. I'm like, the fuck. I'm so serious. He could. He could- he, he could, could be get a it. Kilf. He could be a kilf, a corpse. I'd like to fuck. Not we're we're gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna get right into the necrophilia. No, <laughs> we already brought up necrophilia once. Elizabeth Everett is quaking. <laughs> Any form of that man. Every time it comes up, we only confirm her concerns about me, <laughs> or a, a different variation of the gilf, a ghost. I'd like to fuck. Ooh, I love that's a gilf. maybe a little bit better. <laughs> Maybe for Halloween, this this year's Halloween episode will be gilfs. Yeah, I love that. Ghosts, we'd like to fuck. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. There are several. I don't see why not. <laughs> Ooh, um, are, well, Ooh. On that note, oh, you got another? No, I have another note. Oh, okay. This is a note of itself. The Secret Service of Tea and Trees and that epilogue. All of those specific children. Oh, every single one. Oh, every yeah. single one. Yeah. And the little, the, oh, so I just need to She's clean cleaning up. up. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, like, you like, have corrupted my child. <laughs> you've corrupted my child. Oh, I just need to, iconic. All DILFs. Iconic. All, all DILFs, all MILFs. All MILFs. Like. PILFs, I, if you will. Parents, pilfs. I'd like to fuck. Just together, just, uh, why <laughs> all choose them, all no. these PILFs? <laughs> Five way? No, sorry, seven. Seven Many ways. Many ways. 
Venice. And it would be a great time because there's magic. There's piracy. Oh, my God. There's spies. Like, a lot would be happening. Unhinged. So. Um, the Wilfs, the witches. Uh, the, once again, we have Pilfs as alternative Pilfs. pirates I'd like to fuck. Spilf or Silfs. Well, that just Not to be confused with Silfs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with a Y and a PH. Cue no, the last the little feed still. soundtrack. And that's how we get to always be my duchess. Uh, we've done it. We only my throat two and is a half so hours. <laughs> we were like, yeah, for sure. We'll just like run through them. And then I was oh, like, no. what if I told you oh, the no, whole plot of Through the Storm by Beverly James? I just, there were, the list, and I got, we got through all the books. Like, there were so many books. And I guess, why the fuck not? Jana goes wild, fair hair, and contemporary wreck. That's a great book. <laughs> with a kid. Anna J.M. also is a contemporary with a funny kid. Look at that. We she's got two super, super traumatized and she swears like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. Sail on, sailor. Um, so even a little bit for that crowd. There you if have you, it. If you, for some reason, listen to two hours and 30 minutes of us talking and you don't like historical romance, <laughs> those two are for you. <laughs> so... Yeah. Oh. And all of these I will put into a Goodreads shelf. Yes. Um, They will be in the show notes chaotically if there's even enough, like, character space. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes we run out of it. So, like, I will link the Goodreads shelf in that. Follow, friend us on there. Um, Yeah. So I will, like, have them broken down in categories in the show notes. And, again, um, you can access, though, via – access the show notes, like, the Google document versions via our Substack. So, yes. Also, in this show notes, the link to that tangled web we have woven with all of our links and recs and books. We do be woven the weaving webs. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> woven the weaving webs. It is eleven p.m. and I have got no sleep. It is. I have slept like two hours. No sleep tonight. No, so much sleep tonight. I can't wait to sleep tonight. I'm gonna I'm eat. I'm so excited for you. Goldfish and go to bed. That's a choice. I'm gonna go have a cookie. <laughs> I, as a side note, I have different stages of exhaustion, and I recognize them <laughs> in myself. Like I tend to get sick. What stage are we in now? I tend to get very giggly. <laughs> Like, everything is really funny. And even when I don't uh-huh. think it's funny, I'm still laughing at it. And now that I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to stop. <laughs> I'm, like, crying also. Like, there are real tears streaming down my face. And my lungs hurt. I can hear my tears streaming down like, my face. And I said I never let you go. I haven't been this tired in a really long time. Oh, my God. Wow. Why am I crying? Oh, she she's just thinking about um just thinking about West Raven and Justin and West Ravenel and Tom Severin and Reese Winterborn and every hero written Ooh, by Lisa Cliff okay. is honestly okay. Matthew Swift. I got it under um, control. Westcliff is there. We gotta pull it. We gotta end this before business. I start giggling again, Hannah. You can't. It's already happening. No gilfs. No it's gigglers. A- <laughs> No gigglers allowed. What if I am not a giggler? You'd like to fuck. <laughs> I can't breathe. You gotta stop. I can't. Uh, we're calling no. life alert. <sighs> She's falling and she can't get up. 
Maybe we should call, uh, you can like set like the Guinness Book of World Records. There's probably like a, like we should create a category for the oh. most books talked about in a podcast episode. And this has got to be in the running. There were so many books. And with that, <sighs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, hopefully you got some good wrecks. And, oh my God, I hope so. and hopefully Caroline gets some good rest. But um, we talked about so many books.